Murder, 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 <laughs> we somehow got mouse at the end, so it's just murder, 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 mouse. Murder mouse. Murder mm-hmm. mouse. <laughs> Paul, that is the most terrifying thing I've ever seen in my entire life. It's the most Felix he's ever been. Mm-hmm. You Thanks, like- Sarah. <laughs> he's finally cosplaying. <laughs> Paul, it literally looked like the Green Goblin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was going to say that, or a hacker who hasn't really nailed the look yet. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> the budget Guy Fox mask. <laughs> Guy bucks. Oh, it says yeah. house? I thought it said mouse. Mm. I couldn't see it from here. Yeah. That's worse. Oh, no, murder house. Uh, thank you, CMS, for the uh, for the resub. Mm-hmm. 33 months. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. 33 months that you've been trapped that. here <laughs> dealing with us. Mm-hmm. Here's you know to what more. CMS is into. It's murder. It's murder. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, Sarah! Sarah's ruined, Sarah, ruined no. the recording. I'm sorry, I was watching. Now we gotta start work. over. <laughs> <laughs> Hi everyone. Murder. <laughs> murder. 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 I was alone. Good all murder day. to you. Good murder to you. <laughs> My murder. <laughs> My murder. My murder. Murder, Marcel. Anyway, you're done. We're here. Uh, we're gonna introduce ourselves, do the recap, and then do some fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm Don, and I play Ethier in this one. I'm Paul, and I play Felix. <laughs> I'm not Lawrence, and I play Yalum Low. I feel like you do that for legal reasons. <laughs> Murder. Legally, I play. And legally, I play voice. I'm Sarah, and I play Vitora. Uh-huh. And I'm DJ. I play Nesgrim. Allegedly. 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 <laughs> yeah, Allegedly. You don't look the same, man. Uh, and I'm John, the dungeon master for the city of Oshwab. Uh, last time on A Child Adrift in the Snow. We had a fun introduction with Felix up in his bed doing some shit before night-night time and <laughs> tried to read through a spooky cult man's book and, you know, things didn't really go the best. Uh, had a, a, a psychic terroring force institute its way into his mind, giving him some horrifying knowledge and, you know, scarring him otherwise. Uh, he did find out some information from Adrian's additional journal about the utilization of the bloodberries, their cultivation, harvest, and the growth being correlated with, in some way, an aspect of the host uh, and the necessary component in each of these regards being something equated with death or associated with death. Uh, In the morning, everyone woke up, came downstairs for breakfast, Force was a good boy, made some eggs. I'm a good boy. (laughs) You really are. Good boy. The goodest boy. He really is. Uh, Felix came down, didn't understand a fucking word, spoke gibberish, heard gibberish, did understand Nesgrim, still don't know why. Really spooky thing. Love that I did that. Actually justified. Well done, mate. Hats off. Uh, We had some conversations about the shit uh, Nesgrim figured out in his life. Diseased orcs totally connected the rot finally, totally connected the appearance of the pale facial... uh, Stuff going on with his dad as his dad was on his deathbed with... Yeah, you remember just now? (laughs) No. The orcs had white skin because they were infected by the rot. Thank you. It's episode 22. (laughs) I brought that up last episode. What do you mean? I literally said that. You might have actually said that. So did you. You also said Orcs are white. Bones are white. I asked if they were diseased. You were like, I know there's oh, something yeah, there. Was, he doesn't oh, right. said okay. exactly yes. that yes. sentence. Okay. Okay. Right. All right. Okay. Oh, this yeah. is Oshwam. <laughs> I'm Nesgrim. 
This is why I do the recap live, because moments like this are invaluable to me. <laughs> I'm the worst. Oh, okay, yeah, we, we figured out uh, that connection, uh, evidently just now. Uh, we pulled out the wooden figurine that Yalum Lo had retrieved from his good friend Seamus' home. Uh, the small, about foot, foot and a half tall, wiry, gnarled branch constructed uh, wooden figurine with, again, markings of white chalk like a handprint over the face. Uh, that was, again, another thing that's related to the orcs for you, dude. Uh, with the white handprint. Oh, the defiled claw? Or the, the... No, the white handprint. It's fine. We'll, we'll get to that one later. They infect people using chalk. <laughs> I love you. Oh. <laughs> Alright. Man, orc gymnasts are real scary. <laughs> yeah. if, that's, if that's the case. They're chalk fun. Well, Ross is the scariest orc in the Stick the landing yeah. and affect another one. Uh, oh god. Okay. So yeah, we discussed some shit about the herbs. We reviewed the poem from the desecrated cathedral. Uh, Don revealed the legends and lore from before episode one that has been in his backstory. Yeah, I'm not alone. We found out some unholy rituals got performed in the woods of Naranter. We found out that there was a woman who was also described previously as the sacred fire who totally had silver hair, which is also really important. Sarah finally picked up on the fact that it's also an indication of being a Bosimar. Thank you. Uh, we had a good time. Mm -hmm. uh, Nesgrim has the memory of him being a child, being, well, witnessing another child being bullied, getting real mad and then his memory goes blank that's the one memory from his childhood that stands out to him that he specifically does not remember uh, we finally propose the idea that in a state of sanctuary amidst his friends and only his friends that Nesgrim cry to be able to see whether or not anything happens we look over more friends bodies uh, to see whether or not anyone else has any marks no no one has any marks it's literally just Sarah Sarah did the thing we eventually decided to go into Vor's basement because he's again the goodest boy uh, to be able to make Nesgrim cry. We're in the doghouse now. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all didn't even have to try that hard. <laughs> really didn't. Uh, we tied up Nesgrim. Felix asked if he was ready to cry. <laughs> he, yeah, said, he said, yes, sir. And, uh... I forgot. Oh, God, that. I forgot. You did say yes, sir. It was a great time. <laughs> Oh, we do some weird things on this channel. And, uh, yeah, Nesgrim recalled some memories about his father on his deathbed, him withering away before his eyes, no longer getting to see him after he died, um, and began to cry as he did. He activated Necrotic Shroud. Uh, skeletal wings burst forth from his back. Some shadowy energy manifests themselves in claws. And everyone got scared, uh, thankfully, because we knew that this was Nesgrim. Yes, yeah, Sarah was the only one who passed the Christmas saving throw for the Frighten check. No um, that tracks. Yes. Uh, which, again, tracks. It writes itself. Even, it's, the, yeah. even the dice just want the natural <laughs> things to happen. It's almost like it's fate. Uh, yeah, we recognize finally that yeah, that's a game mechanic. I'm not going to take that away from one of my players. It's been a fate for 22 episodes. Very <laughs> glad that we just never, ever bought into it. I... It, it, I scared you, and I'm very proud that I was able to do that. Uh, yeah, so, you know, Nesgrim totally maintains his full control over himself and his autonomy. Uh, Yalimlu goes over to investigate the, you know, where the rings or wings protrude from his back, sees that they do burst through the skin. Uh, as, as DJ is, well, Nesgrim, as Nesgrim is standing there and the wings protrude from his back, some otherworldly force from inside of him calls out saying a fallen king shall reclaim his throne 
Uh, Yalumlo recalls some pertinent pieces of information about the Fallen King, being the name of one of the Akorum of his people, which again is a spiritual embodiment and a thing that has manifestations in the world and manifests itself with different traditional depictions. Uh, he recalls that that manifestation particularly associates itself with an individual silver hair. Uh, we also know that the Fallen King is a man who was not royal in title, but royal indeed, an individual who did honorable and notable things during the Dawn of Man, and that's why he is called the Fallen King. Uh, as Yalomlo is near Nesgrim, he feels really bad in his hand. Uh, spooky thing, really nice. Yalomlo removes his glove in front of the other companions for the first time, seeing the horrifying, decrepit, frostbitten flesh that is on their friend's hand. Uh, we see this turquoise gem that's illuminating a small blue hue. Yalumlo uh, <clears throat> sees that the runes, uh, the brands on the base of his blade, begin to glow in his presence. He gives his blade to Nesgrim. Uh, Nesgrim gets real angry at the blade and thinks something is definitively wrong about it, gives it back. Yalumlo hears, hears a voice say the word wicked. Uh, Yalumlo leaves. We talk some more about a throne, and Sarah Ratora starts to hear a horrifying thing from the void in her palm because it begins to depict for her an image of young Nesgrim as a boy, adrift in the snow, a child, one could say, uh, <laughs> hearing the cries of another child, becoming enraged by it, falling to his knees, skeletal wings bursting from his back, protruding outwards, and then he runs forward like a fucking dog. And then we start hearing other kids cry, and... <laughs> That's how I'm going to travel through Oshwamp from now on. Oh, God, I'll <laughs> drink you in the day. <laughs> uh, um, he ran around on all fours like a hound. <laughs> <laughs> yes, one could say. Uh, yeah, so Ritor has this vision, hears children screaming in the distance, hears Nesgrim's mother say, please save my child, protect Nesgrim, save him for me. She tells the hand <laughs> that she's trying, uh, and Nesgrim looks over towards Ritora, who takes one more step towards him. They're still several feet apart. She holds out her hand as Vorst and Ethier step in between the two of them, attempting to block Ritora from his path, so this way the two do not, again, hold hands and bad things happen. Uh, she exposes the void to Nesgrim. Inside of it, he sees a twisted, almost defiled version of Ritora with still the same skin coloration, however uh, marking over her face of white chalk hand uh, a decrepit, rotting wood circlet adorning her hair and she tells him that he is her king and welcomes him home and Nesgrim says I am no king, and asks who she is, and she marks the other half of her face with a handprint of white chalk, and smiles at him, and tells him that she is a queen. And this is where we are picking up, my good friends. <coughs> Farewell. <clears throat> As Ritora, still, hand outstretched in the presence, he's upstairs. Oh, right. <laughs> ah, Lars said, fuck off. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, he's upstairs. Great um, session, guys. Right? Uh, oh, yes. right, he did leave, yes. yeah. So, Ritora is still standing, parted from you, by Vorst. Good. 
and or no, sorry, Ether and Felix. Right. Or yeah, did you just mean Ether? Oh, okay, it was Warston and Ether. I'm still in front of Nesrim. Correct. Mm -hmm. So the three of you are effectively in a triangular pattern, blocking the two of these individuals from approaching each other. The hand is still outstretched in your direction. You all have heard him definitively say, I am not your king. None of you hear anything that he is talking to, and no one else, to clarify, sees anything in her palm currently. I don't hear anything either, right? You don't hear anything either. It's just your hands out facing away from your body, and you hear Nesgrim say, I am no king, and this face looks at you and says, and I am a queen. Queen of what? Oh. I. Well, I believe that there is much that you and I could conquer together. Like what? What, what do you expect me to conquer? And she just kind of grins, and she puts both hands around the circlet that adorns her hair. And you see as she touches it and kind of weaves her fingers, because again, it would look akin to a wreath where there are layers of this sinuous, rotting tree branches mm -hmm. and little twigs. As she places her fingers in between them, you see these broken autumnal leaves begin to fall from around her face in this slow descending pattern and you hear the cry of a raven in the distance if only you would love me Nesgrim as I have loved you who are you don't you recognize me not quite you appear to be a Ratora but I am my king. A visit I've been gifted from future to tell of us as we are now. And as she pulls her hands back down, she twists her left hand, and you see a band over her ring finger, a band comprised of, again, twisted, sinuous tree twigs. Tree twigs or vines? Twigs. Okay. Not vines. <clears throat> there is much that we can do together. Is any of it good? Oh, it is all good. It is great. What do we do? Rule. Over? Man. All men? It is our destiny, beloved. I need you. Is this why I'm an Asimar? Yes, of course it is. You're my fallen protector. The man to keep me safe so I may grow into what I am destined to be. <laughs> <laughs> um... And you're destined to be a ruler. As are you, Nesgrim. What can I do to help bring this about? Keep me safe. 
Keep me growing. Let me ascend. <clears throat> when? When will... You see that she just holds up these autumnal fallen leaves. Oh, there's time. Seasons change. As do our friends. Still good-spirited. Can you answer me another question? Of course, beloved. The poem we read, When Grasping Vines Hold Fast the Throne. What of it? What does that mean to you? Mean to me? As Ratora with that much life experience, I'm sure you're much more wise in the ways of interpreting poetry. And as she holds these leaves amidst her hands, you watch as something, as though they're covering entirely her two hands, something begins to wriggle and writhe underneath it, ruffling these leaves. As I said, my love, things, and she begins to squeeze, and as she does, you hear this high-pitched, shrieking, squeaking sound erupt, and then this black ooze begins to seep through her fingers, crawling along the back of her hands and dripping down into nothingness. You're my throne, as I am yours. And the grasping vines. And she exposes her two hands and opens them. And you see these withered, punctured, thin, sinuous green vines fall from her hands. Some things will try to hold you back from me. Do not let them. What should I look out for? Some of our friends are not as they seem. Some are wicked, unholy, not like you, my love. Can you give me any hints as to who that would be? Who should I, who is my betrayer? It's not one betrayer, my love. Only I am at your side for eternity. <clears throat> they will reveal themselves one by one in time. Beware. Why? You hear the raven once more, and then you hear the howl of a wolf. And then you feel a chill kind of echoing out from her hand. You feel a slight breeze on your face as though struck by biting snow and frost. And then you feel a bit of a turning in your head, and your neck kind of tilts with a jolt. You have your order, my love. 
Of course you do. My order being... Find me. Inside of who you see now. I am waiting. Love me. I'll see what I can do. <laughs> what a fucking mesgromancer! Oh my god. God damn it. No see what I can do? <laughs> what do you want from me, Paul? It's my best pickup line. Love. And as she hands now open, turns her palms towards her face, and you see this black sap-like ooze still thick dripping down. She wipes it and smears over her face to her ears. And you see these black lines stretch out and backwards, again like fingers apart from the chalk on her face, as though weaving together. I love you most. What about Adrian? Oh, it was never love. Misguided. So you've been the being that Adrian's been contacting? Of course. You are Adrian's master? Of course. That would mean I was Adrian's master. You're getting it now. He sensed our union. That's why he brought us together. So he... In the basement. Adrian was able to predict the future. One could sense something growing between us. It just needed a little bit of nurturing. Which I was apt and eager to do. <clears throat> well, I, um... don't know what to do from here. Hold me. What happens when I do? You'll feel me. I believe I felt you before. Don't you want to again? Come closer. And I deactivate Necrotic Shroud. Uh, okay, I have to clarify. Sure. Once he started talking to the hand, mm -hmm. I did start... I did pull out my book and start taking notes on the changes sure. with sketches. Sure. So, for depending on how long the conversation was, depends on how far I got. Yeah, um, I mean... I know I would have at least done his claws, and if he had any complexion changes on his face or anything like that, and then I would have moved to his back where his wings were. Sure. So. I mean, this conversation, I'm going to say, approximately took the time it took in real life about four to five minutes. Okay. Uh, so I will say that you were able to get the the quick outline of his hands and the outline of his back. There are no changes in his complexion. Okay. Or his face. Correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I deactivate Necrotic Shroud. You deactivate Necrotic Shroud. And, and as, as you do, you see nothing in her hand. You just see a small black void. Um. However, around the edges of it, you see <clears throat> cracks beginning to form that stretch out into her palm. Thin, linear cracks. 
Yeah. It's pretty good, actually. That look as though, yeah, again, <laughs> almost like the, the lifeline tracings of the different wrinkled portions of your palm, you see that it begins to descend and spread out into those. You're all standing here. Ratora, I can never touch you again. <laughs> I, I think we had already made that clarification. What's happened uh, while you were um, talking to yourself? Did something else occur? Yes. Do I feel any different at all? Like, did I, I guess, experience anything besides confusion during that? Just confusion. Mm-hmm. As Nesgrim spoke to a voice that you didn't know. You didn't hear. I, um, I saw a, a vision of something that claimed to be Ratora. As you say that, forced, you hear very softly, very lightly, a tapping. I don't mean to cut you off there, Nesgrim, but, um, perhaps we should separate the two of you for time being. I would like to tell her what I saw first. Perhaps we could do that via some sending someone back and forth. I do. I agree with Vorst. The longer you stay together, we are likely to have problems. With the spreading on her hand, it's it's only it's only worrying me more. Well, I I agree. I do think it's best if we're separated for some time. Um, Whatever was communicating with me was asking me to embrace Ratora, which I had done previously and good things did not happen. No. So I, I do think it's best if we're separated. I will, uh, I can write down everything that happened so we can all use one piece of paper to communicate it to everybody. I would like if everyone was made aware of what happened. Of course. In time. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go ahead and pull I my, pull my bed next down for you. Back of the shoulder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you feel a tapping on your shoulder. Uh, yes. I, I was almost done. Did you have to put them away? Well, I figured whatever I was communicating with, uh, it at one point said you have your order, although they had not given me a direct order. So I started to worry that they may be speaking one set of words, but communicating another? Hmm. Like, passing a message, sort of? I see, and I'll reach my hand over his shoulder in front of his face and wave a piece of paper in front of him. Mm-hmm. To take it. Oh, yes, you got, yep. It's I'll... slightly wet. <laughs> <laughs> they always are. Mm-hmm. And I'll close my book, and begin to unbind uh, Nesgrim's hands. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and pull my bed down and offer you a spot to sit. Oh, thank you. Please. Uh, Ratora, shall we then? I... I suppose. I'm going to go ahead and open up the door and gesture you out. <laughs> Get ready for your exorcism. <laughs> Looking at Nesgrim so yeah. longingly. Mm-hmm. Goodbye, you two. For now. See you later. 
Take your snacks, Sarah. <laughs> Plug my tablet in on. What's this last word? Brain. Oh, Sarah. Wait. <laughs> You're a monster. I'm so sorry. I just wanted my snacks. <laughs> <clears throat> Mm-hmm. Three of you are standing here. I fear something has possessed Ratora. I fear something has possessed you. Why me? You talked to her hand for several minutes Fair. while Felix was drawing your back. You also have fucking bone wings. Fair. Yeah. She I has suppose. a hole on her hand. You have wings that appeared on your back and claws that came from your hands. Yeah, I'm likely possessed as well. So, John. Yeah. Um, I, I may have asked this before, but not clearly enough. Um, does anything that he has going on when when he erupted and screamed about the being a fallen king and his wings came out and the, the claws appeared? Mm-hmm. Is any of that familiar? Is any of that familiar to me in terms of what Asamar are or what they can do? Uh, so as an incredibly unique, eccentric, and rare race, so no, okay. not familiar to you at all. Again, at all? the only comparison for you is that things can manifest temporally. Temporally, right. Okay, and, I just wanted to double check. And you, I would say, are uncertain as to whether or not you can clarify that this is something that is unique to Nesgrim as a person, or, or if this one. is, uh, yeah, unique to all awesome art at all. Because, again, rare race. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Felix, I assume you were able to draw most of what's happened to him? Yes. Y- y- yes. And I'll open my book again and, and show uh, Ether what I've drawn. The claws and the, and the back. Mm-hmm. And where the bones protrude from mm-hmm. about. Uh, I'm going to walk around Nesgrim and look to see if there's any markings on his back. Yeah, I mean, you can see that there are small areas in which his his shirt, you know, beneath his chain is ripped. It looks as though they protruded out from the sides of the chain underneath, like, his armpits. They didn't break through his chain channel. I wouldn't punish you for using a class feature. (laughs) Appreciate that. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm going to, like peek at his chainmail and see if his back is scarred in any way. Yeah, I mean, you can see slight scarations in terms of, like, um... You know, it looks like a cross pattern in which there is an area okay. right by his scapula in which they burst out from the origin point and then like tree branches, smaller tree branches, they weave and st- branch out. <laughs> sure. Any blood? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it looks dry. It looks like, you know, there's no injury. Sure. It looks as though it is sealed and the blood is still lightly trickling down his back, but, you know, not pain inducing. Sure. Uh, uh, odd that he bleeds. Mm-hmm. Why is that odd? Um, makes it seem as though it's foreign to your body. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would agree. Um, that I suppose that makes sense. They did rip through your skin and then scar over in the seconds that they have been gone, which is fast. Yes. Yeah. Um. I don't know what we should do about this um whatever i was speaking to in ratora's hand claimed to be ratora but i do not believe that was ratora um 
What did it ask of you? It asked me to rule and to protect Ratora. Well, not Ratora, but whatever was speaking. It said protect me until I can ascend. Uh, so that will never come true. Until <laughs> what? I I don't know. Um, what did why why do you say something that was not Ritora? Did it look like Ritora? Yes, but withered, um, with a dead crown of like tree branches, uh, and chalk white face, like your father. Yes. She did look pale. She also then had the white chalk hand markings mm-hmm. down each side of her face. Sort of. That is extremely concerning. Whatever it was, it wasn't Ratora. It's just using her appearance as a a guise. I believe that as well. Yeah, I I do not think it was Ratora. You you stopped speaking to it when your wings left. Could you only see it when they were present? As far as I know. I didn't see it before, and I don't see it now. Well, she is not in the room anymore. True. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> True. Uh, but I did not see it after I stopped crying, no. Perhaps it is something within you, then? I guess that's fair. If it is in the hole in her palm, that is not necessarily... Ritora herself, it is whatever affects her that is tied to you, that was tied to the shadow monster that we fought in Adrian's store. It may be, yeah. Um, I guess Ritora and I were in that circle together. Uh, Felix, what, what do you know of anything like this happening before? Like what? Um, I guess possession? Um, I, I know that it, it, it can happen. It, this seems different. What do you think this is? Uh, I'm, I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if, if it's just what you, you are, or if there there really is some, something else in, invading your, your body. Like you, an infection. M- maybe. You also mentioned something about you not being a king, and asked Ritora about a, a throne. Yes, uh, I'm it claimed that I was a king and that it was my queen. Um, I asked over what and it said man. Okay. That is concerning. Very, yes. I have greater concerns that I assume you were betrothed in whatever you saw was there a, a ring? Yes, there was indeed a ring made from twisted tree branches, so similar we have to the crown. A ring, a 
crown is kind of a ring. A ring. You were in Adrian's <laughs> basement in a ring. Perhaps a ceremony of some kind, binding you two together. That would make sense. I, I could see that. Initiated by this horrifying sacrifice that Ritora made. I did ask about Adrian as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and? Felix just begins to laugh. Mm-hmm. Uh, it claimed that it was Adrian's master. So I, I really do not believe it to be Ritora, mm-hmm. but the defiled. So you were speaking to the connection within Ritora to that the I sort of witnessed when I dealt with Adrian. You had a similar vision? Similar to yours? No, but he was ripped apart by holes. Well, and just a shadowy, horrifying thing that flayed all of his skin off. (laughs) And then I pushed him into the river and he melted into nothing, so not quite the same as as, uh, marriage, no? Well, not either. Yes? You've got to show it this place. Uh, I I don't know that I can take you unless you are dead, which I do not really wish to try that. This one has died enough for my tastes. Well, well, what if we go in in a a ring? I was just thinking that perhaps since this started in that ring, it could also be ended in that ring. We do not have any more of the herbs. I cannot perform another one of Adrian's visions. The only ones that exist are in Ritora, which I do not wish to extract. Do you, Esgrim? We could also check the mausoleum. We know that there are bodies being harvested from there, and there are some strange things happening there. Well, Vorst did claim to have seen bloodberries as well. And from what he's... From what he said, it seems he may have found them the same way we did. Out in the woods where all of his family was eaten by something? Yes. So we probably should not go out there right now? Well, no, but I was thinking more... If Ratora picked up bloodberries from Adrian, perhaps she could pass them on to someone else. If someone stabs her in the neck with the dagger that is locked in the secret basement, I suppose. Well, maybe not stabs her. We don't. She she may not even produce the correct berries. True. They differ based on the person that they are produced in. We know that Adrian produced the ones necessary because he is linked to whatever this horrifying thing is, but some random person may not. It is possible that I can utilize what Adrian uses if we find more in the mausoleum. I would say that is probably our best bet is to look there and perhaps um, see what either Arthur or Lady Hartwood has to say. We have been invited to her home we to can a, a meeting of some kind which it's probably not safe, but nothing no. seems to be safe. We could also anymore. we could also try asking Faye and Luna, or Faye specifically. 
she seems to have knowledge of things greater than ourselves. She may have some insight as to what's happening. I suppose so. She might have some additional knowledge, but uh, you may not want to reveal that you had wings in Luna's basement, perhaps. That might be something we should ask Vorst as to the reaction. They do tend to home strange people, from what I can gather, with Korn and now Vorst. So it is possible this is something that we are safe to have done here, and we did do so under the permission of Vorst, but we should be cautious about how we divulge all of the horrifying things in a single day to these very <laughs> kind people. It's a good idea. Yeah, we should true. not speak of it till we are absolutely sure. I agree. That's that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, do either of you know much of the defiled? Uh, not nothing additional compared to the already horrifying things that I have seen in the last two days. Mm-hmm. Felix? N- not too much, no. And the stories we have heard? Well, I'm sure it's safe to assume that Adrian was probably not a soul worshipper. Probably not. Um... I think maybe Lady Hartwood may have a connection to what's happening here as well. Uh, perhaps if we speak to her, we may be able to find a uh, another disciple of the Defiled. It's possible. Gotta go to my information dump. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you that outright Lady Hartwood said that she made a bargain, a transaction with Adrian to gift him people that were dying. Yep. Mm-hmm. That was her trade for the visions that she acquired. Mm-hmm. She didn't give you an indication that she worshipped or believed in the defiled. Right. She gave you the indication that Adrian offered her visions and she made a transaction with him. If you want to interpret that or infer from it that there is theoretically a connection, I'm not going to tell you what you want to believe, but I will say that that is, as far as what information-wise has been told, that is what you guys would be making your assumptions off of. Right. Um, would I know... I know I have limited knowledge of a lot of the city stuff, given my role. Would mm. I have any knowledge of any, like, healer or or possibly like a, a like a clinic in Slums North or something for people? Because my thought process in character is, you know, she's bringing Adrian people that are dying. So clearly she's offering them something and has to be getting these people from somewhere. They're not dead at that point. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know if I have any knowledge of anything like that. Uh, so, I mean, realistically, you would know that based on what you have ascertained from Corrin himself, he was the doctor. Yeah. Corrin is no longer around or available. Yeah. You receive your treatment from an apothecary who manifests and makes a potion for you. Sure. And if you do not survive, no, there's not really, like, another doctor-type person. Realistically, your 
you would, I would assume, would know that these individuals simply just don't have another avenue. Oh, is she picking up people from the tavern? You don't know if she's picking up people from the tavern? It's called Drunkard's Last Hope. You do know that. I do know that, and that's yeah. a pretty ominous name. Yeah. I wonder... Uh, the yeah. Ail- the ailment that we've used now to treat both me and Felix, I wonder if that would have any effect on Minor Vitora's condition. We do not have any more now. Um, that may be easier to make than other avenues. Perhaps, but you have been drinking a fair bit of it to stave off some of your other effects, and it has not had theoretically any positive influence on you in any other way? I don't think I've had any since after the vision with Adrian. No. Um, yes, I've not drank any since my last interaction with Adrian. Uh, nor his Retora, but Felix did, and after his condition, uh, he was cleared. So perhaps it would have some effect, and... It's possible. Um, I I also wonder where Lady Hartwood is getting these dying people that she gifts to Adrian. I wonder if this has something to do with the place that we know she goes to drink. If we are already going to Slums North for the mausoleum, we could possibly stop there as well and inquire about what goes on there or things with her in a subtle way. Yeah. Perhaps. I feel like I'm on the right track. I wonder... Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I think all of your, you know... Positive ideas are definitively warranted and justified. Perhaps Lady Hartwood. Justice. <laughs> Perhaps Lady Hartwood okay. is. Uh, <laughs> what does it mean? <laughs> Perhaps Lady Hartwood was supplying people with the rot. That is possible, I suppose, if she is already dead. And we have reason to. It. Oh, she has a fucking rat too. Fuck! Mm-hmm. Yes, she does, and it's a white rat. <laughs> we have now a loose connection, at least, between <sighs> Bloodberries, the Orcs, and the Rot. We also have a. Um... Oh my god, I actually had a complete thought. That might not be shit. <laughs> you made a complete sentence! Nesgrim, you said that you were coughing up soil? Uh, yes, yeah, I coughed up dirt quite a lot. So we would just need to, to look for people that may be coughing, coughing up soil. Well, I don't know that I was infected with the rot either. But it was something. It was. We also, I believe, have something that would post it on one of the boards about someone dealing with rats. That may be something we should investigate. True. Since Corin also fucking hated, hated rats. rats a lot. He tried to that's, kill Ratora. That may be something we Maybe should have let the things. Perhaps. That's, I think that's a good so starting let me, point. Uh, Felix, could you Next write week these down? Hunters. <laughs> <laughs> Just a bunch of southern guys with, with shotguns. Yes. We're going hunting. Mm-hmm. Do we uh, need the shotguns? No. <laughs> I just wrote bloodberries as blueberries. Uh, <laughs> what? What does that mean? I switched the B and the D. Uh, <laughs> Felix, could you um, 
uh, take these notes down of the places we need to visit. In your sure. notebook, uh, the mausoleum. I, I open. I open my book and feign writing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I'm Close writing it. it as well, so I just mm-hmm. I'm giving myself an excuse to say it. I'm also writing. Uh, that's fine. <laughs> Drunkard's I'm, last hope. It. I'm going to say that as you guys are formulating your plan here, we're going to swap. Okay, that's fair. Cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, from... So I'll still be here. I'm just going to mute. I have to look at stuff. That's fine. Rats from board. And yeah, again, feel free to message Don and DJ because you guys may continue to at least yep. work out things that you have discussed and be prepared to discuss additional things that you want to discuss. Okay. The three things that we said was Mausoleum, Drunkard's Last Hope, the rats from the board, and then Lady Heartwood's rat. Mm-hmm. Cool. Mm-hmm. 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 Cool, 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 so cool. sorry, Ashtray, if you fall asleep and they decide to finally come visit you. We may not get to that today anyway. We'll see! We may, we may as well. Don Don. Also, another thing that I realized that is completely unrelated. Mm-hmm. The three DMs are Don, John, and DJ, which mm-hmm. is DJ. Yeah. Wild. Uh-huh. How weird is that? It's bad. True. Goodbye. Goodbye. Hello. Welcome, me. You're welcome. We're gonna have a good time. We're gonna have a good time. A good time. Uh huh. Y'all. It's fine. I've just been permanently separated from my support system in this city. Uh huh. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Fine. I'm fine. We're fine. fine. The percentage yeah. on this tablet right now is 69. Nice, 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 nice. It's nice. the nicest tablet. <laughs> well. I'll say that, Vorst, as you ascend the stairs and leave the kitchen, you find Yalimlo standing in the entrance of the tavern in the main hall. Three of you now together. Thank you, Vorst, for bringing her. Not a problem. Ritora, I think perhaps we should... Go retrieve the dagger from Adrian's shop. Do you, do you suppose that will answer any questions? It is better than the lack of answers we currently have. And I'm afraid that... And can I see that... Yeah, that there the are cracks. Oh, and it is. Mm-hmm. Very nice. That's genuinely what I was going for, yes. It does seem to be expanding, even when you do not interact with Nesgrim. Perhaps the sooner we find answers, the safer we all will be. Would you not agree? I don't know what I, what I know, but I suppose it's worth, worth trying at this point. Very well. It will be difficult to continue existing in the city if we all have to be separated. Well then, shall we? I'm going to extend my hand to her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
gonna take her hand. Mm-hmm. I still have the stone in that glove. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to lead her to the door. Yeah. You take her in your hand, and you turn, and you begin to take steps towards the door. Vorst accompanying them, correct? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna Good go boy. and tuck the chairs back in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and as we leave, I'll lock the door with my key behind us. Very good. Responsible voice. I know, right? <laughs> the goodest boy. I work here! Yeah, right? You can't get break that. Wants to keep his job. Yeah, right? I don't know how long you guys are going to be alive. I need my job. <laughs> Luna will kill me. Yeah. You also live here. Mm-hmm. And you guys step out into the street. You can see currently it's still very early in the morning. It doesn't look like there are many people on the street right now. You see some people who, again, are occupying themselves by clearing snow, and you hear what sounds like polite conversations in store shops and ownerships around. You see some people that look like they're attending to business with their family as though they're walking about their day. You know that Adrian's shop is only a few doors down. Hood up. Mm-hmm. Mask up. Mask up. Always up. Hood always up. up. Even more. This much to look through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys return to the front of Adrian's shop. You see as you approach it, nothing that looks suspicious as though anything has been done to the front door. You hear no noises from inside, no conversations, no sounds of life, no sounds of movement. I'm gonna approach the door and give a good old sniff. As you sniff, you smell the lingering, very minor whiffs of Lady Hartwood and your friends. As though no one has entered this room yet. I don't think anyone's been here yet. I do not suppose that you left it unlocked after you swept up? No, I probably would have locked Yeah, yeah, I definitely locked it. Mm-hmm. It's still locked. Well mm-hmm. then, after you. Trust. I'm going to position myself so that people can't see him messing with the door. Yeah. Trust the old guitar string. Let's mm-hmm. go. Yeah. Yeah, make a lockpicking check. D20 and add your proficiency bonus. It's going to be a solid five. Five? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to say that it'll take a few moments. Uh, the three of you, please make stealth checks. Again, yeah, it's not something where you won't be able to accomplish the, ta- oh, the no. task. It's not like it's on a timetable. It's more on the fact that you guys are attempting to remain discreet during this time. 21. 21? 8. 8? So I'm one of those peculiars. Mm-hmm. I got a 6. A 6? Yeah. I mean, it looks as though you guys are standing here and about three to four minutes pass by. You guys give the illusion that you're waiting for someone to answer the door. Vorst, it makes a little bit of a squeaking noise as you continue to pick the lock. Individuals who pass by dart with a quick glance over in your direction. The squeaking of the tools, I would say, would be comparable to the fact that you guys are standing on ascending stairs as though you're on the height of a stair. You're shuffling with your feet in place. Squeaking of wood would sound very comparable to the squeaking of these tools. Looks like it's family people, again, preoccupied primarily by their children, so as far as I see things, after a few moments, you hear the door click unlocked. After you? 
Ladies first. <laughs> Sneak on in. Yeah. You guys quietly pull the door open and it squeaks in front of you. Retora, you step inside. You see that the area has been primarily cleaned by Borst. He's a great boy. <laughs> really, really got the majority of that, you know, flayed flesh and blood <laughs> up off the ground. It's it's an ancient narrator secret. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Only mildly disturbed by the fact that he cleans blood so well. It's fine. <laughs> it's He's a good boy. CSI. I'm a good boy. <laughs> CSI Force. Oh, another one. Uh, Luna. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys are standing here once more in the long rectangular shaped room. The curtains pulled back. The door, I'm assuming, closed and locked behind you. No one else in here but you three. Well, you have the key. I mean, I assume the fire has since burned out. I do not know what to expect. There is only one way to find out. I will summon the blade. Mm-hmm. What shape? Long sword? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Powder components on my sword. Mm-hmm. What are you doing, Sarah? I see everyone else grab their weapons. I want to grab mine and cast <laughs> Shillelagh. <Stick. laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, then... you imbue your stick. With your ancient, wonderful druidic magic. Why do you have to say it like that, John? It's fine. Is it normal? Does it look... <laughs> I've used no. it since... <laughs> no difference, Sarah. A magic stick. Force, make a perception check. Uh, it's smelling, so I'll say that you still have advantage. Stuffy. Advantage on smell checks. It's going to be a 15. <laughs> 15? Yep. So, I will say that as she imbues her stick with magic, you smell that cantankerous odor of rotting wood emanating out from her shillelagh. Would it be comparable to just rotting wood itself, or would it smell like her hand smell? Smell like her hand smelled. Oh. Uh-huh. <gasps> oh, my. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, I'll say neither of the other two have keen enough scent to be able to discern that minute difference in the manifestation of her magic. It's fine, Sarah. It's fine. Three of you are standing here. Open. You're going to go to the door? First. Hmm. <laughs> First, I'm gonna panic. <laughs> I'm, no, Give me a second. <laughs> Where's the pillow? <laughs> that's happening simultaneously. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, first, I'm gonna open the door with my left hand. You look down, and it looks akin like, to you know what was described to you previously—the regular basement, mm-hmm. intact, undamaged. I haven't been down there, right? You no, have not. I, you opened. I was that inside door. the door. Correct. But we didn't go. Correct. All right, and then uh, mm-hmm. close the door. Mm-hmm. And turn the handle. As soon as she puts her hand on the handle and turns the knob, do I smell anything? You do not smell anything. Okay. I mean, I would say it smells like ash. Yeah, I was essentially looking for, like, does it yeah. smell like a burning fire? It does not or smell like, as though yeah. it is an ongoing fire. You do not get the odor of smoke. It smells like ash. 
turn the knob, do you pull the door? Yes. You pull the door, and as you do, all of you feel this wave, a breeze of air, as though the door has been filled with a sense of humidity. A little bit of smoke vapors rush out, but no visible fire. You see down below you, in this staircase, the staircase itself looks as wet wood would look when burnt, incredibly dark. Pieces look as though they are fractured and broken, as though the, the stairs themselves now view themselves as unreliable but intact, and that's why it was rotten wood. You still see the door at the base of the stairs. You can see that it is charred. You can see that the hinges are still intact, but the door itself, that was once black, looks charred. I will descend first hmm? with my blade in front of me, and I will offer a hand to Ratora. Hmm? You take his hand. Are you coming? I'll take his hand. Mm-hmm. You carefully, I'll say very slowly, make your way, testing each step. As you descend the approximately dozen or so steps, you can feel that a few of them feel very weak and vulnerable beneath the weight of your foot. You all carefully dodge down them. Again, because it's a slow time thing, I won't make you guys make rolls. Mm-hmm. Everyone is incredibly... In my eyes, you all are light-footed enough and dexterous enough to be able to descend these stairs and stop at the landing. No paladins here. Correct. That's why it matters that nobody in heavy armor is here currently. As you pause at the base of the stairs in front of this charred black door, the defiled black claws that serve as hooks to the right are untouched by this flame as though not remotely bothered by it. Stand here in front of the door. They are, are turned they up with the claws. Metal or are they like a, an actual Do you like want flesh? To feel? <laughs> Do you want to feel? Yes. Well, while she's doing that, I'm going to start opening the door. Mm-hmm. You begin to pull open the door. Sarah, which hand would you like to use? Welcome me. My... My smart brain tells me to use my left hand. What would Retora do? Retora's right-handed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I... I would outstretch I, my hand and grab your arm. I know you physically reached out with my <laughs> I'd put my hand on your arm. I don't think that's such a good idea. <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, without touching them, do they... They look as you inspect them again, because they would be approximately eye level. They look as though they are faded scales. As though real. What? These were untouched by the flames. I didn't pay them much mind the first time we came down here, but it seems curious that they would not have burned up with everything else. As you two are talking, Yalumlo, you open the small charred black door down here. As you do, you all get this overwhelming rush of, again, charred, ashy air. You see the room inside of you, broken, dilapidated, still intact, as though, again, the oxygen would have theoretically exhausted itself quite rapidly in a contained pocket dimension space. 
However, the objects inside of the room are broken. You can see that the writing desk that was in the corner is in a few frayed, bowed-in pieces, the legs kind of knocked over, broken, as though it could no longer bear the weight, as though the legs themselves had grown weak first and the table bowed in, like, collapsing. You can see the two drawers that were on the side of the writing desk have spilled their contents out and are broken here, fallen onto the floor. You can see various scraps and pieces of paper and what look like notebooks that have been singed, burnt. You see the area in which the chalk circle was on the floor has been broken. You can see the few lingering pieces of the Ouroboros of the circle itself. Is there... Charred. Yes. There's not much left of the circle. Correct. I would say maybe if I was going to give you an accurate percentage, I would say maybe about 15% of the circle remains. Yeah. Like, you can see the outline of, you know, a few of the runes that were on the Mm -hmm. perimeter of the circle, the triangular pieces and the circle that wove in between the the points of the triangle. Uh, You can see the stone brazier is intact. However, it looks as though it is incredibly now burnt and darkened by these flames that lapped at the stone. Do either of you have anything to copy these markings down? There's not much left of the circle. I will say you see the bones of Adrian strewn on the floor. Again, charred, blackened. Mm -hmm. Very little white remains. And they are just bones, no flesh. Very little fragments of flesh. What does look like it survived this fire is, you know, the closest, most tightly compact muscle sinew, you know, along the biceps. Again, his head was severed approximately mid part of the neck, so anything there is gone. You can see the spilled out vertebrae as though it is uh, disconnected, obviously, from the, the remaining portion of the cervical spine that is missing and gone. You can see his hands outstretched in the same pattern as he fell on the floor that you would recognize as though, yes, this body has indeed not moved since he was murdered. Not um, murdered. And on the floor, by his body, where it had been dropped, you see the curved bone dagger slightly along the handle, but not the blade, darkened, charred, but the handle intact. Um, she asked if either of us had anything to take down any notes on the circle with. Um, you know I'll, that Felix was charting the circle. For sure. Uh, I will turn to the writing desk mm-hmm. to see if there's anything salvageable. Yeah. I mean, you go over and begin to shuffle these papers around, and as I said, the majority of them look like they are burnt few scraps and pieces that look as though they might be small little sections, notes that look like they again just list herbs. And then you find, amidst all of these pieces, there you go, Sarah, one that looks as though it was parted from a journal. that resides, having fallen out loosely from the pages, on the floor. (laughs) 
What do you suppose this is? I will say the lower half of that mask looks like something your people might have used. This looks like something that was used in a celebration, maybe a ritual. We would use them, well the shamans would, in our, uh, to show our reverence for the animals of the forest. I will tell you, as the three of you are looking over this visage, this face in this wonderful recreated drawing, you can discern that, again, akin to your people, this bottom half would be a protruding mask, as though the skull fractured from an animal is worn over the face. You can see all the little chips and cracked pieces on the bottom part as though this mask has been damaged by something not akin to degradation as erosion or time would indicate. It looks as though it is struck with some kind of potential force breaking it, fracturing and splaying pieces of it. And then along the top half you can see that it looks as though it isn't a protruding mask akin to what your people would have used from nose brim upwards. It looks like flayed, rotten flesh with sewing marks around the height of the skull and along the linings of the nose out towards the ears of the hairline. A dark, burnt, rotten flesh. There, is this a, a draw, like a, how crude is this drawing? Rather crude, as though indications that Adrian would have drawn this himself. As if it's like a, um, like someone's notes. Like, depicting the, the most important aspects of the... Correct. Sarah, as you're looking at this, make a wisdom saving throw. Saving throw? Mm-hmm. Nineteen. Nineteen. You, in your mind, feel this attachment, a closeness to this image. Despite having never seen this previously, something about this feels familiar. And you hear a light whispering, faint and distant. I see you. Can you see me? Do I recognize? You do not. 
And this, this says see you. Yes, it does. Could I presume from the burns that they're was writing in the bottom corner? Indeed. Oh yeah, there it is. I'm not gonna answer. You say nothing. I might appear visibly. Yeah, like something upset you, potentially. Mm -hmm. Am I able to discern what what bones or what animal this was taken from? It looks like a large winter wolf. Is everything all right? I hear a voice in my head. Was that triggered by me looking at this? Or what was it something that came like just as like we were passing? I will around? say you're in this area. It definitively did not attempt to communicate with you or attempt to do something with you until you saw that face. What did it say? It said that it's it sees me and asked if I see it do you see it oh no I I don't see anything that is not in this room perhaps we should you do not no hallucinations no illusory things just a dead man a dagger and a horrifying piece of paper no problem. No problem. <laughs> Regular at all. Tuesday night. Yeah, right. Uh, I mean, yeah, but perhaps we should gather the dagger and get out of here. Probably. I'm gonna take yes. my bar rag out of my pocket. I'll, I'll do it. Should we pick it up with this? Probably. Perhaps you shouldn't put your hands directly onto it. I, if it did this to me, I wouldn't want it to do it to anyone else either. That's fair. Hand you the bar rack. Mm-hmm. Left hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are you doing, Sarah? I want to scoop it up. So you... And you roll it underneath the bottom of this dagger. And you pull it up like a... Mm, like a hammock. Yeah. <laughs> a nice sleepy little dagger. Roll it up. Roll, roll it. it. Tie it. And the three of you are standing here. Glenn, can you make a history check, please? Nine. Nope. Ten. Ten? <laughs> yeah. I will say to you that definitively you can recall that of the ritualistic reverence in your people, the winter wolf is one of the most sacred animals and was not used as something that had been hunted and then thanked but thanked that you were permitted to exist in its domain without being bothered as though you gave thanks to the winter wolf and that the winter wolf itself 
is linked to someone inside of your people's history. <laughs> uh oh! <laughs> <laughs> Got to go. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. As disturbing as that image is, we came here for answers. Well, uh, I suppose anything we bring back with us could perhaps lend itself to solving this growing predicament you have. How does it look now? The the dagger or the drawing, I'm sorry. Oh, her hand? No definitive change. Um... I- the ground in this area. Hmm? Um, was it... What was the floor like before the fire? Uh, I mean, it was wood. Uh, primar- mostly even. The only thing that would have been different was the small areas in which the... Uh, the vines had broken up as parts of his flesh attempted to be consumed. Mm-hmm. So there is small splintering in the central area by the magic circle in which some planks would be upended. Is there any earth showing there? Uh, yes. It looks charred, not desecrated. It looks as though the earth itself has been burnt away, and you can actually see that there are soft spots in the soil, as though something had protruded out and then rescinded back in. Sure. Um, I would like to claim some of the earth. Sure. Um, and if there, if it's present with it, some of the ash, particularly right near where his body was. Sure, absolutely. You have a small container or something? Um, I think I will put it with the other earth that I'm carrying. Very good. Um, the voice that I heard, mm-hmm. was it, I guess, I was it frightening? Was it, like, comforting? Like, what, what? Sounded confused and desperate. Even a hinge of fear. Can you see me? Mm-hmm. Piece of paper. Mm-hmm. Put it in my bag. Very good. And you said the uh, the wolf has ties to someone in your tribe. Old. Not alive that you know of. As though akin to a folk tale. story of an old winter wolf. The settling of your tribe? Maybe? Unsure? With a ten. I do not suppose you understand why whatever the voice was would ask if you could see it when there is clearly nothing else in this basement? I, I do not know. I'm. It sounded 
there was no malice, and it's... No, I mean, you, you might construe, like, frustration, mm-hmm. not malice. Like I said, confused, mm-hmm. maybe anguished. Upset. Upset. It... The voice sounded very confused. I don't know if it's what it is, where it's coming from, but I do wonder if it has been trying to reach out for a while now. Perhaps. May I see the drawing? Uh, I'm going to take my glove off and hold the stone in front of this. Mm-hmm. As you do, you watch as your stone emits a pale blue hue resonating out from it. Pulsating. Not with any kind of, you know, frequency as though I'm indicating, you know, there's no Morse code. <laughs> but you can see that it's pulsating. Vibrantly. Does it usually do that? I mean, the only other occasions in which we've had the stone pulsate that you know of is uh, the interaction just recently in the basement, and sure, there is pain associated with that. Correct. Is there, there's there is no not pain, pain associated, associated with, this. with this. It's not particularly normal. Is there something trapped in this image? A spirit, perhaps? If I look around, is there any other bones in the room that I can discern? From, like, specimens that may have been there? No, he didn't actually keep any of the creatures or anything like that down here. That was all upstairs in the shop. As far as bones, the only ones are the ones on the ground of Adrian as a man. Does this page look like it was loose or like it came from a book? It looks like it came from the book. The book, was there a specific book? Not that you would know. Everything got burnt equally. That though, for some reason. Survived. Survived. I'm gonna with you saying it's talking, I'm gonna kind of take it and just... Are we going to be here? A like, bit, really look into it leave? and, like, listen for it, but obviously, like, I, I don't know. <laughs> you don't hear anything. If we have a few minutes, I might be able to get some answers. Very well. Start ritual casting detect magic. Absolutely. Is there anything you guys would like to do in the space of the ten minutes, or would you like me to expedite to that? Um, I mean, I'm going to keep the stone out, mm-hmm. and I'm going to walk about the room, see if there's any inclination mm-hmm. of anything left over residual in this room that 
maybe I'm not perceiving, but... Okay. Gotcha. Gwen? I'm probably going to walk around and sort of sniff around and see if there's anything mm. that changes. Okay. Yeah. As you guys are walking around and inspecting the other areas of the room as Rhetoria's ritual casting, please roll your burnout die. Um... As you get over to the area of the writing desk, you know, you can see the vials that have shattered and fallen to the door or fallen to the ground. You see the remnants of did you burn out? Is it twelve or one? It's one. Okay, I'm good. <laughs> you can see the vials that look like they had previously contained small fragments of herbs. They had taken the majority of them. This looks as though there were small storages in, in shelves and drawers inside of the writing desk themselves. And you can see the burnt little twigs and leaves that look as though they are now no longer usable. Uh, as far as the journals and other books like that, you can see that the exteriors of the leather-bound areas on the external coverings look as though they are burnt. You can see charred uh, scorch marks along the edges of them. You find some binding pieces, uh, but all the pages on the inside are burnt. You can see that they are primarily the like gray specks of ash that res- like thoroughly destroyed. Yep. Yeah, as though this, for some reason, survived. Different from everything else. Uh, the magic circle, again, is destroyed. You investigated the area of the dirt. Uh, the soft spots were the uh, spots in which the vines protruded outward from and rescinded. Collected some of the dirt. Uh, as far as the basement, those are the things in it. While we're down here, mm-hmm. and like while I'm probably like sat on the floor casting this ritual. Are the vines reacting at all? Mm-mm. No, the vines don't seem to either notice your presence or care about mm-hmm. your presence. It only cared when Adrian died. These might be different vines from the vines. You don't know. I don't know. But these ones aren't trying to kill me actively, so that's good. Right now, they're definitely not. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. You conclude your casting of Detect Magic. Mm-hmm. I'm curious about this piece of paper and the knife more than anything else. Mm-hmm. I will tell you that from the paper, you detect that there is a lingering, fragmented, thin veil of abjuration magic, as though something inherently protects this paper. You can see that the areas in which the paper is the most burnt, it kind of fades away at the perimeter, as though the abjuration magic emanates out from the center of the face, as though residual. You detect from the dagger. Is it that same? That same ancient magic. Mm -hmm for which you have no frame of reference. Is that it? You also detect from the turquoise gem emanating a pale blue hue in Yalomlo's hand that same ancient magic. I'm going to take a step away from Yalomlo. Pulsing with each pulse of that light. Yes. I will tell you that there is a distinct difference in the perception of the magic, as though exuding out from the dagger itself, there is some 
malignancy, some malevolence, is that you get this chill mm-hmm. even as you look in its direction. However, from Yalomlo's stone, feels again an ancient foreign magic to you, indecipherable. But there is a different sense of peace. As though a cool, calming sensation exudes out from this source. Are you telling telling us everything you know? About what exactly? Why is the magic coming from the stone in your hand so similar to the magic coming from the dagger? I'm gonna look at the stone. Hmm? Do you still have your blade out? I do. Forgive me. You also sense that magic emanating out from the blade. Mm-hmm. Is there anything different to me about the stone? Nope. Same stone, stone it's always stone, been? Stone seems and feels and looks the same. You said it's the same. Almost. Very close. And what is different about it? Not as evil. (laughs) That's an interesting way of putting it. That's what I have. The stone was... a gift of sorts. A gift like this? The opposite, I think. You see, the accident in the woods. It seems that it left me not alive. And the stone was given to bring me back. So you're not as different from Nesgrim as we thought? Perhaps. I should say, of course, that the stone, uh, that which gave it to me was not necessarily one I would trust under normal circumstances. I suppose being dead is not normal circumstances. It certainly is not. I would much rather another chance than an end such as that. Where did you get that stone from? As I said, it was given. By who? Uh, would I know that it was a... I would say it's definitively fair to make that connection. You sure. don't know what type, but... But I would make that, that connection. That I could visual, make that, connection. That, that visual and the aspects that were in the communication mm. based on what you guys have read. Absolutely. I do believe that it was a hag, which I suppose would make the stone something of a bargain. I'm going to put my glove back on. As you begin to put your glove back on, Ritora and Forrest, again, 
You still see the frozen, frostbitten black hands of Yalumla. He pulls his glove back down, and the illumination of the gem begins to fade away as it is obscured. And the two of you see... Make perception checks. Does the uh, magic disappear Mm -hmm. with the glove? Mm -hmm. Dirty 20. Dirty 20? Perception. Correct. Twenty-two. The two of you see, despite being concentrated on viewing his glove, viewing the turquoise gem in his hand, that pale blue illumination that you see emanating out from the gem, that you see pulsating out again from his sword, you see Mark in that same crescent pattern around his eye, a pale blue light flash just for a moment and disappear. I think perhaps Nesgrim would appreciate hearing the rest of that tale. And we probably shouldn't linger in this place any longer than we have to. Probably not. I think we've learned everything we can from here. I'm going to dismiss the blade mm-hmm. and head for the door. Mm-hmm. After hearing him say that he died, I would have given him the sniff check. Mm-hmm. I would say that as the hands were out, you would have smelled that wet, rotten flesh. That same sense of necrosis that starts to set in, and he does not have anything to disguise that outside of the gloves. However, as he pulls the gloves down tightly over his hands, it begins to fade get the lingering little pieces mm-hmm. of it. However, besides that, Yalumlo smells like a hard-working, sweaty man in leathery clothes. <laughs> I'm going to take this back and put it in my... Mm-hmm. Put it in your bag. Two of you follow Yalumlo to the door. I'm just holding the little Hold it in like a pouch. <laughs> kind of like taut little bit of loose stuff mm-hmm. at the top so you can hold on to that and not yeah. touch the dagger. Like a like a little lunch pouch mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as we reach the stairs, mm-hmm. um, I'll get up a couple of steps and I'll turn back and reach a handout to Ritora again. Shall we? I'll mm-hmm. link, link arms. arms. Mm-hmm. I'm going to follow up the stairs behind him, yeah. And the three of you ascend the stairs. And you pause at the door. Jump. And Sarah once more uses the key, contacts the door and feels the chill, turns the knob, pushes the door open. Still hear nothing from inside of Adrian's shop. As she opens the door, I'm mm-hmm. going to look back mm-hmm. down the stairs. Mm-hmm. The calls are still in the same position that they were when we last examine them yes they are okay they just flip you off as you and you unlock adrian's door and as you carefully pull it open slightly and peek out you see the street 
it's only been about 15 minutes you know the casting of ritual ritual casting of the tech magic occupied the majority of that that time frame uh, you see the street no busier than it was before it's still very early in the day maybe only about 9 30 10 o'clock there are definitively people that are out and about but no one looks as though they're paying you any mind doesn't look as though there's anyone that is yet approaching adrian's business as though no one has yet been made aware Back home. Shall we? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna gesture you two to go out the door. I'll uh still have my arm. Linked, linked with, with Yalomlo. And I'll just like lean into him. Mm-hmm. Putting a bit of your weight on him. Yeah, just make look a little less or att- attempt to look a little less mm-hmm. uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And the three of you return back to Growlers. Oh, lock the door on our way out, too. Mm-hmm. You lock the door to Adrian's. Oh, no. And you return to Growlers. Entering in inside. I will say that Luna and Leo are hustling about as the early lunch crew is... Slightly occupying. It's only a few patrons. Luna looks as though she's quite busy running after Leo as he's fumbling with loaves of bread in his hand. She's like, Leo! (laughs) I'm sorry, Luna, I can't do your voice. It hurts so much. That's Uh, pretty good. Thank you. (laughs) About as close as I think any any human person can get. Get back here with the bread! Pitch it up a couple octaves and I think you got it. Leo! Uh, so, I will say the three of you know that you left your companions still downstairs in Vorth's room. Assuming they're still, they're still down there. Mm-hmm. That's what you think. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know what you did Fucking when we went out on the town. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we opened the portal and popped in the bell. What is this? Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, God! <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Don't worry about it. <laughs> Just summon some minor demons. It's fine. fine. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, so I'll say you guys uh, <laughs> stroll through the kitchen and return to Vorst's basement. Home. Do you think it's wise for us to keep them together still? We can check on Nesgrim first. Might be th- for the best. Hello. Nesgrim? Should I... Yellow low? Retora? Follow, or should I stay up? Uh, I'll pull out a chair for you upstairs, and we'll sit there. The two of you? Yeah. Okay. Is everything all right, Yellow low? Better now. Just had some things to... address. Okay. We discussed several things with uh, Nesgrim. Yes, uh, I think we may have connected Lady Heartwood to Bloodberries and the Rot. Perhaps the people she was ferrying to Adrian were infected with the Rot and he was harvesting Bloodberries from them. Perhaps. 
We figure the areas of interest are the mausoleum and perhaps Drunkard's Last Hope as a place where she might be obtaining... Well, at least Drunkard's Last Hope is a place where she might be obtaining people that are dying. And do you believe that these things are of an aid in Ritora's situation? I am not sure if it will help her, but the way I see it, we need to get that mark off her as quickly as we can. I agree, and um, that is why we went to retrieve the dagger from the basement. Okay. Was the fire out? It was. Um, what was the state of the basement? Burnt. Okay. Good. Ritora, did she did she touch it? Not directly. Good. Perhaps not directly. We should reconvene together. I agree. Yes. Nesgrim, I do not suppose you would mind. I will summon the blade again. Mm-hmm. I know you said that this was unpleasant, but I need to know something. Okay, I suppose. And they'll reach out and grab it. Yeah. You grab his blade. Irrationally angry again? No! Oh. Nothing. Nothing at all. And me? Nothing. How do you feel? Fine. I'm not angry. It's not... It doesn't feel wrong like the last time. He looks better, too. Does the blade look the same? Yes. As it did previously. Yes. With the glowing runes and stuff, mm. all that. Cool. The runes currently aren't illuminated as they're in your hand. Huh. That is as I suspected. What do you think this means? I will dismiss the blade. Mm-hmm. Vanishes from your hand. I think that perhaps the fallen king is not an enemy, but an ally. And I think that the enemy is growing on our dear friend Ritora. I was telling Ethier and Felix I also believe it to be the defiled. Is that the same conclusion you came to? Do not know what it is. But perhaps with the dagger, there is answers to be found. Shall we? Yes. Sure. Let's go. Mm-hmm. And we'll head upstairs. Mm-hmm. I would have gotten her a cup of tea. Because mm-hmm. she had a rough She day. loves tea. <laughs> yes. How much dirt's in this tea? <laughs> it's flowers. It's mm-hmm. fine. I can probably tell that the tea is made of flowers. It's very fresh. Any berries? Very herbal. It's delicious. <laughs> The beet red. <laughs> As we're walking up, I'm also gonna. Um, we also seem to think that perhaps the ailment may help treat Ritora as well. Possibly. It was able to treat me as well as Felix, so perhaps it would work on whatever is afflicting Ritora. Perhaps. We also believe that the uh, 
one thing that we found on the signboard regarding rats may be of interest as well, as that may be a carrier of the rot and something that we should investigate. Very well. The dagger first. What do you plan to do with the dagger? Well, for starters, I thought perhaps Felix might know a thing or two. So I'm going to ask, are you guys intending to join together in the area upstairs in the tavern? Because as I said, there are a few patrons. You guys as individuals who were downstairs would not know that, but the people who were walking in, so you guys would know that there were some patrons inside of the tavern. How big were our like personal rooms that we stayed in? I mean, approximately this size, I guess. Same size as my room. Yeah, theoretically, like, a, a, a little bit smaller, maybe, but like uh, definitely to... sufficient to be able to fit six individuals. Mm-hmm. That's just why I wanted to clarify, because yeah. I don't want you guys to, yeah. like, if you guys feel like I'm getting top, you by you sitting in the tavern talking about a mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. If you guys came to the top of the stairs, I'd have looked, like... Whatever your preferences. Go to one of your rooms, I suppose. Very change high. of scenery might be nice. Mm-hmm. Head upstairs. Mm-hmm. Take a room. I'll go to. I'll start up the stairs before anyone else mm-hmm. follows, and just head to your room. Yeah, you'll follow. Mm-hmm. Yep. Six of you gather in Rotora's room. I'll sit on the far, like in the far corner, just with my tea. Um, your hand's shaking at all. Very good tea. Not, not really. Okay. Uh, just looking. Applied. <laughs> <laughs> just looking. It's too much caffeine. <laughs> yeah, just like fry from Futurama, on like ninetieth yeah. cup. <laughs> she seems first fine. Cup. She okay. seems sad. Hmm? Um. Just the, like a little packet of cloth mm-hmm. in front of her. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, the dagger. Okay. <laughs> I was like, okay. Another um, head. <laughs> please. <laughs> Felix, it's Adrian's again! <laughs> Felix, I do not suppose you would be willing to examine the blade? Uh, I can, and I'll use Mystic Hand to lift it from Rotora's hand. Yeah. Cloth, that is. And I'll bring it close to my face and rotate it as I observe it. So, I mean, it's it's in a pouch. You pull towards... Oh, it's in a pouch? Okay, correct. I did, uh... I'll take the... I did get a bit of a look at it earlier. It... It carried... Was it just the one type of magic? It wasn't the, uh... What was this? Transmutation? Correct. It did not carry the transmutation magic. Um... It has a magic that I'm... I can only call ancient and would would hungry be Oh, that's the good, worst. Mm-hmm. A good word for it. <laughs> what did we I know? love dealing with hungry daggers as a player. <laughs> was it the, the <laughs> I know Paul. Was it the handhold that we previously connected to being ancient magic? Yes. Okay. The ancient magic the, is connected to the, the handhold. <laughs> As, as I figure it from, from my hand. Uh, may, may I? 
the dagger or my hand? No, no the, the dagger. Yes. And I'll, I'll take the pouch. Don't. Just be careful with it. I... Send an image for what it would look like. I, I was the one to pick it up because I didn't want anyone else. Oh my god. <laughs> oh great. It's in the Oshwamp chat, Paul. Hmm? Oh my uh, it's it's, oh, it's, it's so it. close to the other one. It's fine. Oh, it's not. There's a thing at the end too. It's fine. No, it's oh dude, Pog. <laughs> Welcome home, Paul. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's mine now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'll, I'll I'll lift the pouch with my hands. I'll, I'll take it from the tour and I'll kind of back away. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll open the pouch and I see that inside. Mm-hmm. And I will psionically lift it in front of myself and kind of rotate it a little bit as I as I look at it. Yeah, as you do. Do I feel anything as it is near me? No. No. I did also. God. We did ruin the circle that Adrian had drawn on the floor. Um. Or I would have tried to get some information about that as well, but it's been pretty heavily destroyed. From the fire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are those stitches? Yes, no. Oh, I hate what? it. Yes. On the blade. Most mm-hmm. things. Oh were. no. Uh huh. Oh, so that's. So I will tell you, Paul, as you are inspecting this thing very closely, you can see that the handle looks as though it is constructed of sewn-together flesh. Oh, terrifying. Yeah. I didn't really look at it when I used it. <laughs> you should. I mean, it was a tense situation. I had a timer. Mm-hmm. Oh, I God. I... <laughs> oh. oh, now a timer. I stab him. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, the last time um, that happened, that was mm-hmm. good. So I see that it's constructed of flesh that's clearly bone at the top. What am I? What am I looking at on the hilt there? That little mouth. What does that look like? Is that more small bone? Does it look like maybe the skeleton it, of a rat? It looks like it's small bone. It looks as though it was once solid and as though it has been chipped away. It does not look like it is actually. It would look akin to a mouth because of the way it is chipped and fractured. But you, as you're inspecting, it would be able to discern that it was once an intact, rounded piece of bone and is now fractured and broken as though eroded by time. Okay. Should I even roll history or...? You can attempt to. Nine. Nine? It's a dagger. I mean, I'll, I'll <laughs> tell you. That's flesh. I'll tell you that, yeah, I mean, the fact that it's got flesh for the handle's fucked. Yeah. <laughs> like, no. That's not good. I'm going to move it away from my face now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, 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 the hilt is flesh. Mm-hmm. Just move it kind of towards the center of the room away from myself. Mm-hmm. That is scarier than anything else I have made. Mm-hmm. Ritora, perhaps. Felix would know something of this. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. So, Rizor pulls out a piece of very burnt paper. Why does it have holes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll hand it to you the way John handed it to me. Oh, great. At least they're not full. If they were complete, like, just straight circles, 
Oh my <laughs> fucking god. So I'm not getting an image for Paul. Mm hmm. <laughs> I was just about to ask. Thanks. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. So I will say you'll have your turn in a second to look That's at fair. it. That's yeah. fair. I will say for the description of this thing, as I had described to the others, you can see that it looks as though it is two masks broken in half. The lower portion of the masks looks as though it protrudes outwards, as though it is a skeletal, skeletal skull-like structure of a large fanged animal. You can see that there are pieces that are chipped and broken away <laughs> along the jawline and the cheekbones. You can see the area in which the nose was is broken apart as well. And then on the top half of the mask, you can see that it is much darker. It is black. It looks as though it is charred, burnt, rotten flesh that is sewn into the skin by the hairline, wrapped down into the nose. It's like a party mask made of flesh. Um, why does it say C? Yeah, I don't like that either. Top. <laughs> so, Joe, I just want to be clear. Mm-hmm. What I'm looking at is a piece of paper with a drawing on it, or is this physically what I'm holding? What is piece what of I'm paper holding? with a drawing on it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh. I mean, I suppose you could wear it like a mask. I wouldn't. Where, where, where did you get this? this... Oh. It was amongst Adrian's things in the second basement. Was the only surviving note of Adrian. I will not move my head and just hand the paper to Ethan. <laughs> I'm just looking down at the floor now. Mm-hmm. This is more your area of expertise, mm-hmm. I believe. I, I, I don't know that this is. I, I would not do this specifically. Um, you played with flesh? Mm-hmm. As a distraction, uh, not a not a, a, a hobby. Uh, I've seen you do it m- multiple times, Felix. Felix. I suppose um, it it did also speak to me. Oh my god! <laughs> the, the, the paper, the, the 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 drawing, or the paper, or the dag the dagger. Not not the dagger. Not the dagger. Not was the dagger. Was it a, was it a nice not conversation? The not the dagger. I mean. Considering what we've been through recently, it wasn't the worst conversation. Worse than Nesgrim's pickup lines? Or... <laughs> Do you want to tell them what it said, Sarah? It said, I see you. Can you see me? Like As Grim, make a wisdom saving throw. Oh, oh no! <laughs> Welcome me! So as she says that, I'm going to slowly start backing towards the door. I'm sitting as like on the bed, like as far tucked into the corner as I can with just my mm-hmm. cup of tea. Seventeen. Seventeen. That's pretty good. As you hear Ratora repeat the words... I see you. Can you see me? You have, as you blink, this flash of this face right here 
by your face. Stark silver hair flowing as though struck by a burst, a gust of wind. These fangs inches from your nose. I see you. Gone. Ah! <laughs> Reliable Nesgrim! please never say that again. What did I do? I was... I... That mask. <laughs> now, he's, he didn't see a visual of the paper. He, he saw, saw face. an actual figure. Uh, yes. Yeah. The, the figure on that paper just assaulted me in my mind. What do you... What? What do you it, mean? And it said those exact words back to me. What is it? Do you, did you, rec- do you recognize it? Have you seen this before? What were the words? I will say... <laughs> no, not that <laughs> Mom! <laughs> no. I will say that as you saw this figure silhouetted in darkness as though it consumed the entirety of your vision, because it was inches away, you were able to see that beneath... So again, that skeletal skull-like structure of a predatory creature that is worn on the bottom portions of the face exudes outwards, you can see that, well, saw behind it what looked like very thin, pale pink lips and wrinkled, withered, white, like snow skin around the area of the mouth. And you could see just around the sockets of the eyes Pale, white, withered skin. Retora, what are your eye colors? They're like a... <laughs> like a moss green kind of color. And a pair of bright, brilliant, mossy green eyes. Great. Um, and behind the mask was... Retora's eyes. What? Just the eyes? Uh, I, it stands to reason it was the figure of Retora, uh, but Do given that... suppose that it had Retora's voice. It didn't have my voice when it spoke to me. And I didn't have her voice when it spoke to Nesgrim. I will say that it sounded like the voice that spoke to you out of Retora's hand, and the same perception of the withered skin is what you saw in Retora's hand. Uh, it was Retora's voice. Yes, it was. It was quite similar to uh, the hand vision that I had. The, <laughs> the hand vision. Hand vision. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. You were not there. I was not there. No. Uh, when I started crying. Yes, I was there for that. Retora <laughs> held her hand up, and I was able to look into uh, the the hole in her hand, and saw. An image of Retora, uh, withered skin, ashy, pale, with a dead crown and dead rings. Gonna reach for Retora's hand. Mm-hmm. May I? <clears throat> Gonna look at the black spot on Retora's hand. Yeah, looks like a black void. You see no difference. I saw a different image. Did anyone else see anything? 
in this spot? I, I did not. I did not? No. I'm like cupping her hand. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I'm gonna reach over and, and touch the spot. Anything? Nope. I'm gonna summon the blade into her hand. Okay. Like the hilt? Or are you mm -hmm. stabbing me in the hand? <laughs> oh! <laughs> I'm going to summon it and essentially like place it in place your hand it. as I'm like feeling across your hand. Long sword again? Uh, dagger. <laughs> you summon Great. your spectral dagger in her hand. As you do, Sarah, you feel this writhing pain in your palm that radiates suddenly out like a shock through your fingers and your hand almost recoils and he steadies it over and you feel this horrific jolting shock radiating up the nerves in your arm. This intense writhing agony and you hear something inside of your mind. This is wrong. Get it off of me. Who are you? Get it off of me. What do you hear? I am not letting go. It says to get it off. What the... Does this voice sound familiar at all? It sounds like Nesgrim's mother. Yeah. What? <laughs> what? Sorry, I just rolled a D and D Beyond dice and it killed the tablet. <laughs> An omen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Please, we have to save him. Get it off of me. I'm gonna try to pull my my hand away. I mean, I'm not intending her. to let go. Okay, two of you make contested drink checks. She's gonna beat me. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe not. We'll find out. Sixteen. Four. Four. Yeah. <laughs> you steady it on her, on her hand still. You hear this voice ringing out. Get it off of me! What are you doing? He plans to kill him. What is it saying? What do you hear? We do I hear anything in, at all? In your mind, you hear the familiar voice of Kubalo echoing out unholy, corrupted, defiled. And you, Sarah, continue to hear he plans to kill him. My son. He's still pure. It's not his fault. Can I insight check <laughs> this voice? Sure. You want me to roll that with disadvantage because I'm... Because no. of the situation that I'm in. No. Eleven. Sounds like a panicked mother. Concerned for the life of her child. Afraid that someone close to him may betray him. Are you responding in pain? Like, yeah. are you shaking? 
I'm shaking, I'm my, I'm like trying to pull my hand away. And I would say Kubalo now says, tainted spirit, sundered. still feel Retora shaking in your grasp and you continue to hear Nesgrim's mother pleading for help. I will dismiss the blade but I'm not going to let go of her hands. Mm-hmm. You dismiss the blade. Is this the hand with the gem inside of the glove? The one on top would be. Okay. <clears throat> so. So the hilt would go away yes. and the glove and the, with the gem just correct. beyond it. So now through the fabric of the glove the gem would be contacting. So I will say you continue, despite the blade no longer being in presence, you still feel this surging, convulsing sensation in your arm, and you hear Nesgrim's mother begin to shriek as though she is in agony, and I will say that you... <laughs> Give me that psychic damage. Uh-huh. <laughs> Shit. You take three points of psychic damage. Oh jeez. Roll more dice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do I still hear anything? Kubalo? Yes, you do. I will pull the gem away mm -hmm. from her hand, and I'm gonna keep a hold on the back of her hand. I'm gonna try to pull my hand out of. Sure. Your Make contested shrink checks again. Fourteen. It's an eight. An eight. Yeah, so I mean, you have kind of like grip of the underside of her hand, but she, I'll say, in a fit of kind of like sweat, wriggles her fingers out from your grasp and recoils away from you. I'm going to run to the door. What did you hear? Where are you going? Nesgrim, we should go. We? No, you should not. You cannot. As we have to go. I will block the path of the door as I was stepping away yeah. towards the door. I, I don't think that's a good idea. Ethier, you hear from the window outside of this bedroom the crow of a raven. Hop immediately going to the window and opening it. Uh, I don't know if you should do that. <laughs> oh, fuck! <laughs> my I lost my bird. Nesgrim. I heard a raven in my vision in Retora's hand as well. Nesgrim, we should go. Uh, no, you should not, Retora. You cannot leave alone. Why do you want to go? I'm opening the window. Whatever is in that black mark on her hand, I do not trust it. It seems to be defiled, as I suspected. What did you hear? Don, you open the window? Yep. Malo rushes forward past you and lands on your head and begins to aggressively pull at your hair and scalp, squawking as she does. Why is 
Malo attacking I'm gonna run over and try to stop. (laughs) Oh, fuck! (laughs) So, there's a couple different conversations going on all at once, Mm -hmm. and the bird is attacking her head now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna push my face out a little bit, and I'm gonna growl and yell really loudly. Just stop. Uh Uh-huh. So, if you would like to describe your alterations. So I'll push my way towards the center of the room as soon as this starts happening mm-hmm. to try and like get between the bird and the window again so that if Malo has anything, he's not going to be going anywhere. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to raise both my hands and my snout extends out ever so slightly. <laughs> my fangs get a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. And I salivate a little, just a tiny bit and yep. just a roaring stop billows out of me. Mm-hmm. And I throw my arms up. Mm-hmm. Malo squawks once and pauses, perched on Ratora's head, and looks over at you, Mister Ethier. I'm going to like whistle to her and put my arm out and attempt to get her to fly to me. You watch as she kicks off of Ratora's head, and you kind of duck a little bit. Just fuck. <laughs> and Malo comes over and lands on your arm, perched looking up at you, blinking. I'm gonna look at her and see if something is wrong. Her feet look as though they've got little wisps of beautiful white Ritora hair strewn through them, little droplets of blood on the edge of the talons. It's gonna just stroke her head. Ritora, I am sorry. I, I do not know what the problem is. She has never done anything like that before. But I did see Malo in my vision with Adrian, and I wonder if it detects that in you. I do not wish I do not believe she wished to harm you specifically, but you are tainted with something bad defiled, as uh, Yalimlo called it. Ritora, what did you hear? I heard her voice. Whose voice? Nesgrim's mother. And what did she say? That he was going to kill him. Who? I do not know. Who do you think? Whoever lives in that sword of yours. How do you mean? Where does it come from? As I said, a bargain, perhaps an awakening of some sort. My people, some of us are born with an 
Ikoram, a guardian spirit of sorts. Mine was not whole when I was born. It was a short time later when my brother was born that the remainder of that Ikoram manifested itself in this world. I came to Oshwamp because of that connection. My brother was to be exiled, and I was permitted to take his place as we have something of a twin soul. As Felix and Ethier are aware, as f aware as I am, I died during that logging accident, and for whatever reason, a hag of the woods delivered this stone and this blade and returned me to life, the same man that I was before death. And my Ikoram says that I am whole. So if you're insinuating that my Ikoram would be after Nesgrim, I do believe that is a mistake. Perhaps you are being lied to? Perhaps I am. S certainly are. Why, why do you want to leave so badly? We are not here to hurt you, Ritora. I am not worried about me. You're worried about Ping. Yes. These people are my friends. Why are you afraid they would hurt me? I've heard your mother screaming in my head to protect you. Do you trust that voice? No. But it's all I have to go off of. The... I saw what happened. What happened when... When you stepped in to protect that boy. And I once again heard your mother screaming to protect you. Begging me to protect you. You stand a better chance with us as a group than you do alone. I've been betrayed before. We have given you no reason to doubt us. Neither did Delowin. Suppose so. Did you trust Adrian? Did I trust? I did not know Adrian. From what you knew of Adrian, would you trust him? No. He worked closely with Delowin. This was after Delowin betrayed me. 
Right. Trusting his associates at this point would not make sense. I have... If the mark on your hand matches the ones that were on Adrian, perhaps your master is the same as Adrian's. And if you did not trust Adrian, why would you trust his master? I don't. I don't trust anyone. For some reason, I have to protect you. I think the best way you could protect me would be by ignoring whatever that voice tells you to do. I am now being told to keep my distance. For my own good. Just that we do not touch again. Because the last time we did, I felt a chill. And I, I do not like what that suggests. I think if the voice is telling you that I'm to be betrayed, or the voice told me I was to be betrayed. You heard it too? Yes. I imagine it. The, I did tell you the vision that I had with your hand and the fact that you. Mm. I'm pretty sure I did. Started to, and then she was removed. Mm. Fair. Um. <clears throat> the version of you that I saw in that vision claimed to be a ruler um, and claimed that you and I were to rule over man together. It's not a desire of mine. But it may be a desire of the being that's giving us these visions is for us to rule over man. <laughs> <laughs> And if that voice is telling me, the voice told me that uh, I would be betrayed by my friends, I imagine it's afraid that my friends would prevent it from achieving its goal. So I think if the voice is trying to instill fear, the betrayal amongst my friends, that they are probably the people that I could trust the most. Because... Otherwise, it wouldn't be trying to steer me away from them. <laughs> <Switch the song. laughs> I'm trying to, like, use my brain. It's over. <laughs> Your logic is sound. I don't... Surprisingly for Nesgrim. <laughs> <laughs> I've had two good moments tonight, man. <laughs> He's a chief's clerk. He cuts the hair off and right? the brain is now showing. And by, <laughs> and by tonight, I mean in the whole campaign. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I... I don't know what to believe at this point. I've heard more voices in my head in the past three days than I have in my entire life. And they're all telling me something different. Yalumlo, uh, your Ecorum, yes. are they generally good? As far as I know. They would have no nefarious 
motivations? None that I've ever heard of. So if Retora's mark was reacting that violently to your Akorum, it stands to reason that it is the opposite of good. Does it look any different after that encounter? No. And is there any residual, like, pain? pain? Stinging sensation in your fingers, yes. I do not know if I could say that it is the opposite, but certainly an opposition of sorts. Well, Rotori, I think it's safe to ignore anything that voice tells you to do. It's easier said than done. I, I do not think it wants what's best for me or you. I think it wants what's best for it. And if we... We believe it to be the defiled... Whatever it is wishes to consume you, as it did Adrian. I'm gonna pull out that scrap of cloth mm-hmm. and just wrap up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you obscure the mark in your hand. Um, I do think ailment may help in some way. It did not. Didn't bother. we dump ailment on it and it just evaporated? Yeah. Right, she, she didn't drink it. it we dumped off. it on I it. I also yeah. drank it. Mm-hmm. Oh, it did nothing. Get. Okay. Perhaps. I don't know if I drank enough of it, but... Perhaps hunting for answers is our best bet. Do you have any suggestions on where to go? Felix, your thoughts on the dagger and this unfortunate drawing? Uh, I, I'm not sure. It's too strange. I do not suppose that you <laughs> saw I'm not any sure. drawings. And as like I say, this. I'm not sure verbally. I will say into Yalumlo's mind, it could be possession. I'll respond in his mind. Mm-hmm. What makes you think that that is a possibility? Her behavior. I do not suppose that you saw an image such as this amongst the notes that you gathered? Gonna go with a no, since that would have jumped out. Mm-hmm. You're right, really. <laughs> <laughs> do the, um... Mm-hmm. Knowing what he said about mm-hmm. the image he saw, mm-hmm. does, do I see any resemblance to myself in this? In that drawing? Mm-hmm. No. Would it just be too crude to... Too crude. Mm-hmm. It's also so obscure. The hair is wild and tangled. The, you know, masks obscure anything of the face. The eyes are, you know, it's a pencil drawing. It doesn't look like it holds any significance to you as though there's anything that you have of yourself that would stand out. The only thing he has to go off of is the eyes and the withered skin that is equated to the skin seen on the Ratora that he saw in your hand. Mm -hmm. 
a Rotora that tells him she is from the future. The future. Divorced. <laughs> a prophecy. I do not suppose that Fay or Luna or any of the others that you may know from your connection to this establishment would have any leads on where we might be able to find answers to such a question? Perhaps they may have. They do hear a lot from many that pass through. It would be worth a shot to ask. Perhaps while we are asking, we could acquire something to help Ratora with her. It's like Raven a wound. trail of blood just like drips down my head. Uh, I will say, Vorst, you hear very light footsteps ascending the stairs. Do I smell anything? <laughs> I will say that you smell a earthy kind of uh you remember the candle we have that smells like a library it smells like fresh mm. leather bound books yes you smell that does his tail start wagging <laughs> oh boy what <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> uh, is his face still no, elongated it's, no. it re- yeah, rescinded when as soon it as I yelled. did elongate did it resemble this mask in any fashion in a comparable canine way. Um, Fangs in the mask are definitively longer, and the sure. snout is also, again, a little bit longer. But structurally speaking, Structurally, yes, that's my indication, again, that it is a canine face. <laughs> I did also ask the Rotora that I spoke to in my hand vision. Uh, I love right. that you keep saying hand <laughs> Strange way to phrase that. Continue. It's... The, it's the, you know yes, what I meant. Go on, I understand. Uh, <laughs> I asked about the poem that we had read. All right. Uh, given that whatever it was claimed to be Rator from the future, I figured they may have more information. It stated that both Ratora and I are the throne. It, individually, we are each other's throne. Interesting. That does um, not sound good. I did not ask about the rest of it. Uh but I, grasping vines, I don't know what to make of that still. Are you quite certain that your parents were human? As far as I know, to the best of my knowledge, they were human. Uh, We were only outcasted because of my, what I now know, my condition. (laughs) Yes. Like someone talking about like a pregnant woman. Yeah, right. His condition. Mm. He gets in upstate. My consumption. The the next time that voice attempts to speak for you, perhaps you should let it speak. What voice? Fallen King. You said you had found out more about the Fallen King and that it may be an ally. I said that I believe it to be an ally, yes. What makes you 
believe that. I think that perhaps the Fallen King is one of the Akoram. Okay. It would be rather strange, though, if you have human parents. The Akoram are not particularly attached to humans. I'll kind of raise my eyebrow and look at y'all. Mm-hmm. I'm going to quietly make my way across the room to the door. Mm-hmm. I am right. My parents, to the best of my knowledge, were human-ish. To the best of your knowledge, were human. Oh, it does say fucking human-ish, doesn't it? Uh, I did indeed say your parents as human-ish. <laughs> uh, they did appear to be human, but I guess there's some... Yes, well, some of us do appear to be human, do we not? I just kind of... <laughs> then look at Yalumlo. Then what are you? If are not you human? not human? He has a fucking spirit guardian inside of him. <laughs> I would say there is something that. not human about that. I don't know Son much about humans. Bitch. It's even in quotes. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> there is something... Is that not normal for humans? My people are called the... Ufufa... And those of us that possess an Ikoram, the Ezinin So. They're called the. Uh, Do you have a card like a card? Let's <laughs> 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 let me pull out my business card. <laughs> the Afufa? I've been waiting to show it to you. Gotta know. Afufa at large. I'll just type them in. Afufa. Okay. Okay. Attorney at law. Like a card. Specialize in a quorum law. <laughs> Best a quorum lawyer in Oshwap. <laughs> um, <sighs> is it normal for an a quorum to take physical form? Oh, that's not how I spelled it. That's not how I would have spelled it. Me either. I spelled it phonetically. <laughs> oof, oof, uh. <laughs> oof, 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 and what's the is is that one? That's the ones that have the uh, decorum. Gotcha. Words, words, words. Mm-hmm. Punchline. Bad, bad, bad. Words mm-hmm. with meanings. Mm-hmm. Magic, 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 magic. Full magic, 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 extra magic, language magic. we made. It's <laughs> a good time. <laughs> I'm gonna copy you. It's fine. <laughs> Rhetor is cheating. <laughs> this is not an open book test. Excuse me, can I copy of your notes? Mine disappeared too quickly. Mm-hmm. There's so many comments. You said you were going for the door. Yep, I'm going to the door. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, do you know of... Or, or is it normal for an quorum to take physical form? A manifestation? Yes, we guess you could say that. Most do, Yes. You says you you said yours was partial for a time, until you reawoke. Split, yes. Shared. Is it possible your brother is no longer alive? Seems unlikely that we would both die at the same time. But perhaps, 
if you possess the full decorum, it is possible that the half that your brother possessed is no longer. It is something to consider, yes. Yalumlo, how old are you? Numbers. Um, <laughs> Five. Sure, I wrote that down somewhere. Um, how many days? 20 something. 20, 20 or 21. Okay, so not close Third. to my age. Actually, I believe it's a little older. 27. Let me look at your timeline. Lawrence timeline. Uh, I will, by the way, since Vorst is walking towards the door, I will open the door for but keep myself in front of Retor. 21, I was correct. Blocking the door. Mm-hmm. 21. Mm-hmm. You, Vorst, hear footsteps pause outside of the door and a small and a familiar female voice of a woman who you've interacted with very infrequently. Horst, is everything all right? Do you always go to answer the door before the person is here? <laughs> I heard her walking up. I was going to open the door for her. <laughs> I guess this is when I would open the door to let Vort out. <laughs> so I see him walk towards the door. Mm-hmm. I'll open it for myself. Thank you, though. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to open the door. Open the door. Is it Grace? It is not. Oh. Yeah, this is a woman that you've interacted with very infrequently. Uh, you see a average height, elven-looking woman, brown ponytail. She looks like she's dressed in simple, common brown dress, very earthy tones, and a short, black, pointed hat. You recognize this as a woman named Iris. So as the door is slightly opened, mm-hmm. I'm going to pull the dagger towards myself and grasp it. Mm-hmm. Attempt to hide it in my clothing. I'm going to kind of slip through the door and kind of close it behind me. Mm-hmm. Sorry, they're having a conversation of... I can't quite keep up with <laughs> <laughs> uh, Understood. Um, I was grabbing food and heard a bit of a upset roar come from upstairs. Is everything all right? Would she be familiar with my job around? Yes. She knows much more of you than you know of her. Oh, no. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you you understand sometimes I have to keep the peace. Ah, well. Into Vorst's mind. Do you need to see? I'm sorry. I can see him. Correct. Oh, uh, you closed the door. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. He's out in the hallway. Oh, he, he went, went out yeah. into the hallway and Correct. closed the door. That's the only reason why yeah, I, I thought clarify. he had cracked the door. He cracked the door, Paul obscured it, he stepped out, pulled the door closed. Gotcha. Yes. Um, yes, sometimes I just have to keep the peace, you understand? Yes, of course. Uh, as long as all things are all right inside of the room, but it's alarms me that you would be required to roar when patrons are present. Uh, my apologies. I, I, I forgot that we had patrons downstairs. I hope I did not alarm any of them. No. Uh, I think people who patron here are understanding of our eccentric employees. Yes. I suppose so. 
I hope uh, I hope Luna does not get mad at me for this. She's mad at everything. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Even when things are going well. <laughs> I would jest, although I don't want to upset her further. None of us do. Uh... <laughs> May I meet these people? How well do I know Iris? No, she's a very intelligent older woman. She looks still as an elf from her appearance. She looks in her early middle ages of what would be associated with an elf. Quite old. And her relationship with Luna? I mean, obviously I wouldn't know a whole whole lot, but like you would just know that she's a well-educated and intelligent woman. Oh, yeah, if, if that is truly what you would like. It, do forgive me. What, what, give me one second just to kind of make sure that tensions are lowered in there. Of course. Uh, Faze told me that there seems to be some misconceptions and rumors abound. And where rumors abound, there are always questions that may be cleared up. As long as they're willing and not quite so loud. Muddy is the stream that has been walked through, I understand. Indeed. I'll walk inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You return inside first. Five of you still standing here. Is everything all right? Everything is fine. I think we actually might have someone here who might be able to help answer some questions for us. Well, then... That is extremely helpful, given our present horrifying situation. Perhaps you should welcome them. I don't like that word <laughs> at all. <laughs> She's clawing at the door. <laughs> well, I, I will say into Nesgrim's mind, don't speak. Hello. <laughs> what's up? What's up? <laughs> don't speak. I don't know what you're thinking. Oh, about anything that happened in the basement. Jeez, you guys didn't let me finish. <laughs> I will remind you. No, but you. I just say don't speak. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What are their locations? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who are they? Where do they live? <laughs> I will remind you all to be on your best behavior. She is a good friend of I'm always on Luna my best behavior, of course. Um, to find good behavior. Not speaking. Don't speak. <laughs> that is probably for the best. <laughs> we didn't even hear it. We just noticed it. Yeah, right? We're all on the same page here. I'm just, just petting Molo. Mm-hmm. Politeness. Retorts the piles like a flight risk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is someone close to the people I am close to, so respect. And I open the door. Mm-hmm. Iris. This is everyone. Hello. Already. Why did you first, wave at me? The first one. <laughs> right. So <laughs> again, about a five foot six elven looking woman, uh, light chestnut brown hair, tied into a ponytail, uh, a, a dark brown dress, uh, very earthy tones, and a small black pointed looking witch hat. If I was not already standing, I'll make mm-hmm. sure that I'm standing. Mm-hmm. And I'll turn toward the door. Mm-hmm. Iris, my name is Yalumlo. 
beautiful name, sir. Uh, Thank you. Foreign to me. Foreign to most. She takes a sheepish, like she's a little shy with so many new people in a room. I am Nesgrim. I've heard much of you, sir. But, uh... Notorious, really. Yes, Notorious Nesgrim, that's yeah, me. Yeah, I, I snort a I, I believe that, uh... Reputations are valuable to know. But not the only thing that matter. I believe I'll give you a chance to speak for yourself. Oh, dear. Or perhaps not speak for himself. Words she left unsaid are usually... She uh, just kind of, like, chuckles very lightly, like a little bit of a uh, disguised giggle. Yes, um, Luna has told me of your skills. <laughs> Sometimes uh, a picture is worth a thousand words, and the things that are left unsaid are more powerful than the things that are... Mm. Actions. Yes. Speak much louder. Indeed. Than words. Uh, I am Ethier. Pleasure to meet you, my good sir. Uh, well... Not the cheeriest of people. <laughs> Seems that there is a pervasive gloom over the room. Retour's hair is just like a little bit messed up. <laughs> As um, she says that, I just smile at her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 oh, mask. I've committed such a sin. Um, <laughs> that's. He's more off-putting than me for once. So fucking green. Ah. Uh, Sir, are you well? <laughs> and I'll just nod. All right. <laughs> this um, is Felix. Pleasure to meet you. He's quite friendly, as you can see. And you will have to forgive Ritora if she is not much for talking at the moment. She is quite bothered. Rather flustered, indeed. Yes. Seems your friends pet might have I'm just yes there was an incident it certainly looks as though there was it was about the time that Master Vorst over here demonstrated his talents prowess Ah, yes his heritage (laughs) absolutely Mm. proud clan very Imagine good. this piece of paper is just sitting at. Me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh God! <laughs> <laughs> um, Forrest, could you lock the door? Yes, of course. I'll pull up a chair know, for her so she can sit down. Yeah, she has a seat in the center of the room, and just kind of crosses her legs, and you can see that. On her hip, she pulls out this small, you know, leather-bound-looking dark journal. Uh, She turns a page and pulls a quill from behind her hair. Let's get started, then. Do you need to take notes of this interaction? Do you not? And I'll pull out my book. And quill. A fellow (laughs) scholar. He does not write many things down. That is probably why he is the way he is. Every, yes. day, is a, every day is a surprise. She Fucking. just called you an idiot. Iris, what sorts of aid 
are you able to bring? Forster said that you might be able to help. Yes, I do believe. Uh, Faye's spoken to me of your litany of questions. <laughs> uh, things that she had begun her studies in. Uh, until concluded abruptly. Studies that I do my best to continue for her, with her. There is one matter that is more pressing than the rest at this time. Indeed. She pulls the quill to her tongue and taps it lightly. Continue. Felix, what did you do with the blade? And I'll pull it from like within my my pants, kind of like half sheet. Go ahead with that Pulling the bone from his pants. I'll flip the cape to the side and pull it out from my left hip. A little bit of pageantry in it. Pulling it out from the left. Shooting from the hip. <laughs> oh. You uh, should not have that. Yes, well. That's awful. Sure <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Do you all see the handle? Oh, it, yes. It is the worst. Indeed. Fantastic. As long as you are not oblivious to the reality of the situation <laughs> you have found yourselves in. <laughs> My lord. Do you know by any chance what that is? idiots. What it is? Well, obviously it's a bone dagger, but... (laughs) (laughs) This is Nesgrim, please. What was that about? Do you remember the single rule of this interaction? Yes. (laughs) That's right. Perhaps, Felix, do you have a piece of paper? (laughs) He already had one. Priest, yes, I already have one. Like coloring sheet for this room. He's like the children's menu. He's like color in the mask. Would you like to write that down? It's a bone dagger. To create those words, which is we asked you for. Andrew, I get A. You gonna put it up on the fridge? Oh my god. I was asking more. I we can clearly see what it is, but more of what lies beyond what it is. Uh, yes, that's, as I was saying before you rudely interrupted, uh, horrible. It is rendered flesh wrapped around some kind of pointy bone, as you call it, a dagger. Do you need me to spell like dagger? <laughs> <laughs> would you like a closer look? And I will approach her with the dagger. I would very much like a closer look and to never touch that. <laughs> Ever. And I will use my mystic hand to throw it at her. Float it in front of her. Your magic. She's not looking at you as you do this. She's looking at her 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 notebook. Magic, yes. Uh something strange about you. Other than the green. Uh, yes. That's not magic. But it is magic. It's not magic, but it is magic. What What do you mean? Your friend. Possessed. Oh. Definitive. 
and you see her make a big <laughs> poke, like a period. What What do you mean he is possessed? Uh, green's not good. Green is rare. Yes, we, 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 we were aware of, of that. Do you mean to say that you know why he is green? Yes. Well, I would be very interested to know he why. He doesn't know why he's green? He is so fucking green. Sir, do you not know why you're green? I, I, I have not told anyone. Oh. You don't really have to, I suppose. Your secret. Do you know why you are green? And I'll just smile. Into his mind, I'll say, I'll take that as a no. I won't respond. (laughs) (laughs) So he's cursed. Uh, I don't, again, though, want to touch the dagger, but yes, please bring it closer. I'll move it closer. Uh, Quick rotations. Yeah. I'll start spinning it as I was spinning it in front of myself. Does it look like she's writing or sketching? She's sketching it. Am I able to discern what type of bone that is? I would tell you that it looks as though it is a... Probably the femur of a large creature. I would say is an individual that has certain histories of certain people attacking your people. Probably one of theirs. Mm. Mm-hmm. We really shouldn't have this thing. <laughs> no! Not at all. And skin's all wrong. On the on the the dagger? Yes. Not a good sign. How what, is it wrong? What do you mean wrong? Well, someone clearly uh tanned it. Darkening it. Oh, was it was it was it white? Uh, that is my assumption. Many of the North Orcs are white. Oh, okay. Um, Orcs. No one touch that ever again, Felix. Uh, you're gonna have to lift it yes. with your mind forever. Uh, let's see. Well, you all seem to have uh, royally fucked up. It seems not that all way. of us. I should hope not. My ears go down. <laughs> You're a good boy, Vorst. What do you suggest we do? Not an you? insinuation or directed at you. Uh, I don't know why you have a plague-born dagger. Plague-born. Indeed, sir. The white orcs. The ones bursting with ooze. Black ooze. Black ooze. No. Oh. Their pustules typically burst with a horrific white substance. When it dries, does it become chalky? One could describe it thusly. And what plague does it bring? Fever dreams. That one. Death. That one as well. It's plague-born, right? Mm Mm-hmm. I um we call those thorns. The 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 points on the the fucking dagger. Yes. Yes. That you call it a thorn. The dagger is thusly named a thorn. Oh. 
a thorn of the plagueborn. And the plagueborn is what we call the orcs. Is there anything special about this dagger in particular? Seems cursed. Cursed. I'd never touch it. Yes, well, what would happen if Only you... a couple of us have. <laughs> oh my! What would happen if you did? Touch it? Yeah. You'd be cursed. I pray no one's held it for long. How about killed a man with it? That's the worst thing I've heard. <laughs> yes, Quite well. definitively. Fuck. That counts and constitutes a contract. Does it? Yes. A bargain? Uh, less bargain, more. Curse? Command? No. Demonic. That was the word. Sure. I think you signed a letter, Ritora. I do not suppose that you would know who this contract might be with. How and how we can get out of that contract? Well, not we. <laughs> that, that one. <clears throat> oh! The flustering is not due to the raven. Partly. Partially. Partly due to the raven. I would hope you were more upset by a contract with a demon than the talons of a raven, but what do I know? Uh, teach their own. Uh, whom did this one kill with said horrifically cursed item? Mm, and I'll just... What did you do? Worst, you said this is a friend, yes? Yes. We can trust her. Yes. Was he deserving? Adrian. Very deserving. And you can see that a very wide smile. Always fucking hated him. The worst co-worker I ever had. Co-co-worker? Uh, pardon me? What do, what do you mean, co-worker? Co-worker? At, at his business? Oh, I'm not an herbalist. What, a what? pedagogue. Retired now. Instructor. Not Indeed. Oh. Yes, teacher. Sir. Retired, yes. Before he was kicked out. Mm hmm. Before the madness. Yes. Tried to keep an eye on him, but, uh, you know. You can't save someone who's descending so rapidly. Let's say that this madness had something to do with this particular dagger? Yes. Would that line up? I would say so. Uh, curious as to how Adrian became in possession of a Bladeborn dagger, uh, one of the thorns. But uh, I suppose with a man like Adrian, it's probable he had some kind of... Uh, Dealer, or adventurer who might have procured it for him out in the north. Very strange to see it, though. Definitely was a deserving man. A fitting end. Well, not so fitting. Ideally would have not done it with a cursed dagger. Maybe a normal dagger next time. <laughs> Less punishing for you in the end. dagger in an Circle of runes. Circle of runes. 
Circle of runes. Felix, I do not suppose you had your sketches. Well, I flipped to the page where I sketched the runes from the not that basement, but the other basement. Uh huh. And you show her the page, Uh and she looks at it. And as she looks at it, she pulls her quill from her page, concentrates on it very quickly, and looks up at you. You. Wow. Did no one tell you not to do these things? It wasn't a choice. Not a choice. Well, you you see, uh, I was with her. Nesgrim? (laughs) It's too late, Felix. I've already begun. (laughs) (laughs) I was with her as well in the circle. Mm -hmm. Um, Adrian trapped us there. Trapped you how? With the magic circle. There was a force field around the circle preventing us from leaving. How were you trapped by a magic circle, sir? When I tried to leave, it stopped me. Alright. Did you try to leave? I did, yes. Did you try to leave? Not talking to you. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) ma'am. I didn't even bring my yardstick. (laughs) Guess I should have. (laughs) Nesgrim's like, oh my, maybe I should act up. You want to uh, tie me up down the stairs, make me cry again? <laughs> Tell me her location. <laughs> oh no! What are you gonna make me cry? <laughs> what's up? What's up? Nesgrim's <laughs> got that hots for teacher going on. Uh, again, ma'am, did you attempt to leave the circle? I, I suppose I didn't. Ah. When. Nesgrim couldn't. I both assumed I couldn't as well and wouldn't have. Oh, you're not the same as him. That is evident, yes. Yes. I wouldn't have left without him anyway. Fool! (laughs) 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 It, um... Uh, better to have, again, uh, assisted, I suppose, in the unholy ritual binding the three of you together for eternity. Very good. <laughs> 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 Mr. Nesgrim, yes, how can I help you? Um, Adrian made it clear he would not allow us to leave until we killed him, or one of us killed him. Sure, I'm sure that man said many things. And he initially wanted me to kill him. He picked you, then. And Ratora, in an effort to protect me. Fool. Perhaps, but a... Misguided and loving, understood. A fool with good intentions, yes. Of course, we always value intent and action. Especially when we murder people. Well, you said (laughs) he deserved it as well. Oh yes, I would have absolutely loved to have seen him die... In my presence. Horrid man. Kind of sad that I wasn't there. Glad we're on the same page. Retorid does not like this woman. Sarah loves this woman. <laughs> <laughs> She's amazing. Thank you. Thank you, Luna. Both me and Ether are right. fucking fans. <laughs> Would it be possible for whatever demon we made the contract with? Would it be possible? Uh, please continue. 
<laughs> she pulls her hand away in her quill, and she just is staring at you like arms folded. Would, would yes. it be possible for it to communicate with us? You want to talk I'm to asking, the demon? Not that I would like to. I'm asking if it would have the ability to communicate to us. Uh, yes, Eldritch spirits like that absolutely are able to manifest their uh, project. Many, many possibilities. I think what Nesgrim is getting at is that whatever this is has already attempted to communicate with them. Indeed. And what did it communicate? It told me that, uh... Well, it, it took the image of Retora. Very good. Uh, it told me that I was to be betrayed by my friends. Probably are. <laughs> and that... Retora just like... Like that... That flight instinct. Mm -hmm. Your friend seems quite obsessive. Um, it also told me that it and I were to rule over man. I do not plan to act. You! I know. Rule over all man! <laughs> I, uh, Lovely! <laughs> I Are you sure this is a demon and not a clown or jester? <laughs> I do want to be clear, I have no intention on cooperating. Of course you don't. <laughs> with this, this voice at all. I no, do not I trust don't listen it. to jesters either. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it to be the defiled. Pardon me. And you know what of this defiled? <laughs> not much, to be honest. Lies do not become you, I'm going Mr. to Nesgrim. pass her this drawing. And as you bring it over towards her... Well, I said the dagger was the most horrifying thing <laughs> I've ever seen. I'm clearly wrong. I'm sorry, who, who are you exactly? Who are you? Iris? That Professor Iris, I like to be called. And you're a friend of Luna's? Quite, yes. Taught Faye for a few years, and before she... Uh, her Left. expulsion made me truly sad. But I've decided that my time and energies are better spent here with this ragtag group of gals. And I attempt to keep them on track. And stop things from, like, this happening? Yes, ideally let's not slaughter anyone else with the cursed dagger. And let's not ever have you wear that mask. Miss? That's... We, we, we did not plan on, on that Whatever specifically. this is an image of has made an attempt to contact both of them. One more directly than the other. I, I question whatever... I was able to resist its influence, if that helps at all. Resist it? Yes, I... 
it only appeared to me for a very short time, at the blink of an eye. That appeared to you? That, yes. The face? Yes. She read the words on the drawing, and he blinked and saw it. I did not read the There's no words. You told me what it said. I yeah. heard mm-hmm. those words. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. You heard it say things to you? The paper? The paper said things? I've heard many things recently. That's fucked up. <laughs> Hearing things. This is going to be a very strange diagnosis. Uh, would you like to write the words down rather than say them again? So that way we can communicate those words to Iris. I think it's best if she not say them. Uh, I suppose I could say it then. No. I think it's best if you not say I, them. I, That's I, fair. I, I will say okay. them. We should definitely learn from past mistakes. Uh, I'm not great with that. The words were, I see you. Mm-hmm. Can you see me? Oh, my. And then you saw it? That's correct, yes. Wow. You guys are a great pair. No wonder why you were chosen. Fools, plural. Now, chosen? Chosen. Indeed. Uh, I assume you two are necessary for some... Suppose while you are here, there is a poem I would like you to take a look at. Of course. Ephir, the rubbing. Uh, yes, I'll, I'll pull I the rubbing. I do not want to see your rubbings. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll unfurl the paper. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh. My. Love. <laughs> ah. Ah, they were truly not kidding when they said you all were... Definitely in way over your heads. Indeed. In more ways than one. Yes. You're all... The fuck does that mean, (laughs) Nascrim? Don't worry about it. You're all in for... A very harsh lesson. She slaps her book closed. I... Oh... Where to begin? Probably at the beginning. That is thousands of years ago, sir. Uh, it's been a while since then. It's been about a thousand years, perhaps. Oh no, thousands, oh, sir. Thousands Plural. Of years, yes. Again, a thousand years was Ostador, and that didn't go too great. Perhaps we could just begin where it pertains to us. I think that is the most fair. Uh, you two are going to be slain and reborn. <laughs> Great! I don't think that's the word that you should say. He has already died and been reborn, if that is relevant. <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> um, yeah, that happened. Before the cursing. Before yes, the before, the cursing, before yes. the cursing. Accurate. Before the curse, he did, in fact, die. Fall. Oh, all right. And uh-huh. come back. I suppose Luna did not tell you that. No. I'll have to. It's actually underneath this very establishment. Corn kill you? No. <laughs> Corn's <laughs> brought me back to life, actually. What a guy. Yes, we love Corn. He's a great man. Uh, I was killed by monks. 
You were killed by brothers. Yes, he was, in fact, killed by brothers. And how were you slain? I got punched in the throat with a fist weapon. <laughs> uh, I can't remember. I, I wanted to call it a chonkla, but I know it's not a chonkla. do you still have Choc- the Choc- blade? Chakra. Uh, I don't it. think I have them. I is think I gave slipper? them to... Hmm? I think Nesgrim's got them. Chonkla is a chonkla. Yeah, it's a flip-flop. It's not that. You do have them. Oh, yes. This right here, actually. <laughs> Why? Ah, yes, of course. <laughs> ah, yes, the item that I was told not to show. I hear he said it. That's yeah, a chunkla. She just takes her shoe off. You see, she just kind of like elevates her arms and puts them behind her ponytail, and just kind of like compulsively rubs the back of her head. Oh, why, why were you picked? I guess. I guess if I were looking for an idiot and a kind person who would care for him, yeah, I guess if I was evil, it would absolutely be the two of you. Picked for what, exactly? Uh, to be slain and reborn. Forgive me. Uh, the defiled, as uh, one would say, a matriarch of certain young gods. Matriarch? Oh, yes. The defiled is a... You were saying... <laughs> Forgive me, uh, student interrupted again. <laughs> really should, love him. Really definitely should learn to, to raise his hand. Definitely going to make sure that I bring my yardstick before the next lesson. Uh, yes. Please do. Uh, some matriarchs do not, I suppose you could say, perform the typical births. More ascensions and of p- disciples. Why? <laughs> How were you able to glean this from that? Hmm, mm, Yes. The Black Earth Girl. Indeed. Did hear about that one. Why would you have ever trusted Elowin? Yes, but. Yes. Those words. It sounds as though you. Hmm? Know of others to bear such monikers? Of course. Do you know who wrote the poem? You mean who wrote the poem? I wrote the poem. We're gonna end there. (laughs) (laughs) I knew it. I knew it. Oh my god. What? I knew it. How did you know that? Because I had caffeine before the stream your brain is on to my brain is on I big brain so sister Galaxy brain so sister Sabrina's the defiled okay my god before DJ says you were off the wall shit we're gonna go so uh thank you guys very much for watching tonight I appreciate it uh I hope you had fun um (laughs) Jesus Christ uh we'll be back tomorrow um, at 5 o'clock Eastern Time for Princess of the Apocalypse. The finale. Uh, for the mm-hmm. finale of Princess mm-hmm. of the Apocalypse. Which um, I, I'm... Very sad about. I'm so sad about. And, like, my... I'm excited about it. My brain cannot even... I think he has to pee. Consider... <laughs> he has to call. Oh, okay. Apprehensive. Like... <sighs> I'm so... It's so much fun to feel emotions as your character. Mm-hmm. I am... 
furious and terrified. Yep. yep. Like uh, very good. That's what I was going for. Uh, yeah. So, we'll see you guys tomorrow at 5 o'clock Eastern Time. Uh, Vikings Jester, thank you very much for the follow, and IFC Monk for the Twitch Prime sub, and CMS for the Twitch Prime uh, resub. Thank you very much. Um, if you're new here, make sure you follow us. So you can find us again. We stream D&D three times a week currently. Um, you can check out our website, notgreatrpg.com. We've got links to literally everything that you need on there. We have text recaps. We have audio recaps now. Uh, we have links to our YouTube channel, which has all of the campaigns on it. They're also turned into podcasts. If you need something to do, we have so much content. Please go watch it. Uh, and we make a lot of it. So thank you guys very much. Have a good night. Bye, friends. Good night. We're going to die.